Hello and welcome to University Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. My name is Ben Townsend from bentownsendmusic.net and I'm joined as always by... Sam Townsend from samtownsendmusic.nl Oh, <laughs> uh, you that. smooth bastard. Yeah, had to do it. Had to do it. <laughs> okay, well, oh, I've got a question, actually, on a podcast I listen to. The question well, hang was, on, you've got to finish the introduction. Fine, I think I have. Well, we'll just quickly guess it. Okay. We are thrilled and honoured and delighted to be joined today by Kuhn from the wonderful YouTube channel Red Hot Chili Riffs. Red Hot Chili Riffs. Not, as I constantly said on the last episode, Blood Sugar Sex Magic Part 1, uh, RHCP Riffs. So, we're going to absolutely plug the hell out of the channel because it's fantastic. fantastic. So, Red Hot Chili Riffs. Red Hot Chili Riffs on YouTube. But, just want to say, welcome Kuhn, welcome to the show. How are you, you getting on, mate? Thank you, thank you. I'm delighted to, to listen to you and to see you guys for the first oh, time. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I, I quite liked... Uh, watching your face as we just did that introduction it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was quite fun we're obviously big fans of your channel we've just spoken a little bit before we started recording and yeah we're big fans of your channel so it's very weird for us to be seeing you and you talking back to us this is a, yeah, a lovely crossover yeah same for me same for me i've been listening for uh, i think a year now to your podcast so it's really <laughs> cool and nice to see you guys and talk to you guys definitely so i think NL, dot NL, Sam Townsend music, dot NL. I think I might have it. Yes, is yes. It dot Netherlands? It is indeed, in honour of our guest. Of course. Now, question is, for Kuhn, is it the Netherlands or just Netherlands? Uh, it's the Netherlands. Ah, because that was... The Lowlands. Yes, the lowlands. indeed. Is it? No, not really. No, OK. Oh, dear. Oh, well... What's or is it, right? it? Yeah, we, we say the Lagerlande, which, which is the lowland. So maybe you're right. Maybe you know oh, that. Yeah, back in business. Yeah. Back in yeah. yeah. And there, there's Woo-hoo. a festival in Holland that's, that's, that's called uh, Lowlands. Lowlands Festival. I uh, think you might have uh, uh, just t- put your finger on the very pulse of uh, the Netherlands name there, Sam. Well, you know, I'm just pleased that I was vindicated. Um, mm, however, you just mentioned that you're now in Belgium. Yeah. I flew back from Germany today. Okay. We flew directly over Brussels. That's so in Belgium. <laughs> it is in Belgium. So I was in Belgium airspace. What yeah. a tribute. Yeah. That's were... nice. But I was, I was in Holland today. So <laughs> oh, dear. I just came back from Holland. I was there for a few days to see Metallica in Amsterdam. Oh, nice. Ooh, did this thing. I don't know if you know about that. The two shows for one ticket thing. Oh, so nice. it's called, I think, the No Repeat Tour. So they they play like on Thursday and on Saturday, and they play a completely different set list with no repeats, which makes it interesting. So they can play a few more like deep cuts. Yeah, well, I've nice. seen I've seen a bit of that on um, on the socials about their shows. Mm-hmm. The setup looks amazing. The the staging looks yeah. incredible. It's like almost in the round, is it? For it it is. It is. It is in the center of the arena, which is nice because if if they are at your like the front of the stage where you are, then it's almost like seeing, seeing them in a club. It's mm. really close and it's nice, mm. but if they're not, then you, you're not seeing anything. So it was a light, little bit like 
Sometimes it was great and sometimes it was not so great. Not so great. Yeah. We, uh, we have a history, a long and storied history with a, a, a young gentleman that we like to call Mr. Neil Diamond. Mm-hmm. We do. And uh, we saw him many a time. And he used to do latterly in the round shows. Wait, his, say latterly. Well, yeah, it was, it was in la- the, the mid-90s. <laughs> it was in the mid-90s. <laughs> yeah. And the way he would do in the round was the stage would actually... Sp- continually rotate okay okay That's so nice. where, wherever you were you would like because normally in the round because his setup is much more static than i guess metallica's might be mm-hmm. where they're all they're probably all going yeah, yeah. around the walking yeah, yeah the they're walking around yeah so multiple microphones and multiple wah-wah pedals for kirk and, and that kind of thing yeah i think and there were like 12 microphones for james something like that uh, it was crazy, crazy. Sounds like a, lo- a logistical night there were four drum kits for lars that's outrageous. Yeah. So actually, they're just doing what Neil Diamond did, but physically moving from place yeah, to place. Well, yeah, they should have True. just done what he did and get the stage to turn around. Yeah. I just assumed that's what everyone would do. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what it was called in the round, so it went round and round. <laughs> <laughs> so you said it was two shows for one ticket. Is that literally but you, it, you pay once and you get two shows? Yeah, but it was quite expensive. Okay, so <laughs> the you ticket paid... was 190 euros. So yeah. it was expensive, but if you're go, go, going to see the Chili Peppers, it's like 140, 150 here in, yeah. in, in, in Holland. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. So it's not, that's not actually too bad, is it? It's quite good value. In- it's, it, it, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'll hold my, hold my hands up to Metallica as well, because they are a band that are not afraid to dig a little deeper set list wise and, Definitely. and not, not do. Yeah. I mean, I, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers with all of my soul, but I wish they, they could be a little bit more variation. I wish they would do something like that. It would be really interesting if the, the Peppers would play, uh, like, two shows with different set lists, so you, you're, not, you're not stuck to, like, give it away, Californication, some staples in the set. Yeah. And you can make more room for, like, uh, yeah, some deep cuts. Well, we're we're going to get to this. Uh, one thing that, we've, uh, we've, that you've sorted out for us mm-hmm. is your, there's two set lists that you've come up with. <laughs> One the realist, realistic set list of stuff that you want us your dream set list that they might actually play, and one uh, dream set list of stuff that just chilly songs that they uh, any songs that you love. Yeah, which is not going to happen, but yeah, some of these <laughs> some of these might not, not get played. But it's a good <laughs> set list. Good yeah. songs. We'll, I mean, we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. Tell us a little bit about your channel. To my mind, the best Red Hot Chili Peppers channel that's out there on youtube mm. it's you. phenomenal not only the mm-hmm. um i love the, the, the song videos that you do mm-hmm. but also the other videos that you do where you're going into a little bit more technical detail about certain aspects of like the um the one about the preamp on the c1 chorus mm-hmm. pedal was yeah. great and Thank then you. you talked about the clone pedal, which I immediately then looked up online and will probably end up buying one of those. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little, bit about, a little bit about your channel, um, what the ethos is, why you started it, what you're trying to do, and what it's actually called. Okay. Thank you um, for the lovely compliments and the introduction. Um, it's called Red Hot Chili Riffs, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, as, sorry, interrupt. As a man who has been watching your channel for ages, mm-hmm. I cannot, but I've just never, I've always thought of it as RHCP Riffs. Red Hot Chili Riffs. Anyway, go on, yeah. Keith, sorry. <laughs> so I started, my first video was about a year ago, 
But the idea to do this channel uh, started, um, I think, three years ago, something like that. But I'm a real, uh, like a perfectionist, so the preparation was like going and going, and I didn't know how to do the cameras and the lights, and I was... So, yeah, it took me uh, a few years to really start, but then uh, Black Summer came out, and then I mm. was like, ah... Now is the time. I, I have to do it now. I've, I've been thinking about this for two years now at that point. It was just, yeah, the new new record came out and I just started. And I was like, yeah, like improving when while making the videos. So I was thinking like, okay, it's what I have now. It's it's okay. And then next week will we, will we be better. The week after that will be better. And uh, so that's what I did. Um... I came up, or I had the, the. I wanted to do the channel because I was watching a lot of YouTube videos, and I was seeing lots of guys doing like the the chili pepper stuff, but not really playing the chili pepper stuff. So I won't <laughs> name any channels, and I won't. I don't want to like name and uh, shame anyone. No, but it was like uh, the, 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 the how do you say it? You have this copyright thing. So if I if I put my video up, I get a copyright claim like immediately, hmm. and you don't make like really a lot of money because of that. Um, and a lot of lot of people try to avoid that, so they play stuff in the style of Frusciante hmm. or like. And I was like, ah, oh, it's a shame. I just I want to hear the riff, you know, not something that sounds like the riff. I want to hear the actual riff. So that that was one thing. Um, that I wanted to do and then the other thing is like um, like if you look up stuff or tabs or there are so many like little mistakes in, in stuff and I, I'm really as I said before I'm a perfectionist so I, I want to get it right sound wise uh, and, and part wise you know that the parts are like like Frusciante plays them or the other guitar players play them so yeah, that's why I started this channel to really like show people how to play stuff. So it's a kind of like ed educational in a way. Um, that's why I use only one camera. I don't switch switch up my um, my angles because I want you to see my hands all the yeah. all the time for the yeah. entire song uh, on the bass and on the guitar. So yeah, so my goal is to like make a library. Of all songs, all the songs, and so if people, if if like a guitar player or a bass player want to learn a certain song, just they go to the playlist and just select the records and then select the song and then they can watch the video and hopefully learn how to play it by watching what I do. So, I think that's it basically. Have you ever tabbed anything out or thought about putting your? Because you're right. If, even if you go back to officially released tab mm -hmm. books there's mistakes in in tab books a lot yeah of course if you go into picking stuff off the internet you're seeing somebody's version of what they heard that mm -hmm. song be have you ever thought of getting into that arena and put and putting out something that is as ac accurate as as you are hearing it yeah no not really because um, the thing with it with tabs is i i i started playing guitar in 1995 and I, I learned guitar by buying tab books my first book was the blood sugar sex magic uh, tab book um so but i also learned a few things like the the mistakes were not 
the the notes, but mostly the position where where to play the notes were wrong. Yeah, and then yes, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I was really like, oh, this is so hard, this is so hard. And then I actually some, saw some live footage of them playing it live, and I was like, oh man, that's so much easier. Yeah. If I had known that <laughs> before, so I kind of stopped using tabs myself, like like learning from tabs. I've never learned one song from a YouTube video, like like from a tab video or anything like that. I always try to use my ears. Um, but yeah, I, I people are asking me to to make tabs, but I'm like. I don't enjoy doing that, so no, no, no. I, I want more to do fun this. playing it. Yeah, that's one one reason I'm I'm not doing it at the, at this moment. And the other thing is, it's so important to see somebody play, like the aggression, the style. You, you can, I think, for instance, uh, "Can't Stop" is a great riff to to explain this. Yeah. You can write the notes down, and you can play it really like hitting only the one string and play it really weak and it doesn't sound right, you know, even though you're playing, you're playing the right notes. But if you see how someone plays it and then you see the aggression and the muting of all the strings, that's kind of where the magic <laughs> lies or happens. Mm. Um, so I think it's really important that people just watch and s try to figure it out that, that way. And I'm always saying if people are don't, understand what I'm playing, they can always ask and I make another video where I explain a little riff or explain what I'm doing exactly um, if it's too fast or something or too, I don't know. So yeah, not not at the moment because I just, I basically don't enjoy <laughs> writing tabs. I think <laughs> Can't Stop is the ultimate example of where tabs can fall down. Definitely. Because you're right, you buy, you, you look online, you buy, you, buy the, uh, you buy the book for, by the way, buy the tab book. And you're right, you're just plinking away on single notes, aren't you, if you're, if you're, yeah, playing, yeah. If you're reading that tab. How are you, you, what tab lacks and what your videos give so much is the feel. Mm -hmm. and, the, it's, and you can see that you're muting stuff. I think there, there must be a better way for tabs to say, mute these strings and, and play it better. But they don't. They just put those... What note, literally what notes you're playing yeah but if i think on the can't stop tab from memory i don't think they have muted yeah maybe not x's but Pro no, probably but not for all those strings i don't remember actually i no. have all those books I, I i did buy them but i love that i love buying the blood sugar sex tab book first sam will tell you um well, my first tab book was Pornography by a Stream. Stream. I mean, yeah. what a ridiculous place to start as a, as a guitarist. Yes. <laughs> well, I'll start with Nuno Betancourt. And Sam, I'm sure you remember when we went on holiday to Sipsella, and I spent the whole holiday sat yes. learning the beginning of uh, Flight of the, the, the Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. From, from a tab book. From a tab book, indeed, yeah. yeah well, well, back in those never, days, and, there literally was no internet that we could access. No, so that was all we had in those days. Same now, for me, yeah. What, what year were, were you guys born, if I can ask? I was born in 1977. And I am 41 years old. I was born in 1981. Oh, yeah. I was born in 1980. So I think we're about the same, like, mm. age yeah. group, maybe. Yeah, so. Yeah, same for me. I, I, there was no internet, so I used the, the tab books. I, I remember, actually, that's quite funny. I used to... to to drive, uh, no, to to ride my bicycle to the to the city where the store was, where they sell sold those books, um, but they were they were really expensive in those days. Um, 
and I couldn't afford <laughs> those books all the time. So when I wanted to learn a riff, I just uh, went to the store. <laughs> yeah. For instance, the uh, Akuda Flight, that riff, and I tried to memorize it on my bike. So I was like, uh, zero, two, next string, zero, four, okay. And then I went <laughs> with my bike, went home, and then <laughs> tried to yeah, remember what I just saw in the book. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's I remember doing exactly the same, actually. And tab books over here are also ridiculously expensive. But I've seen kids in music shops with tab books taking pictures of them with their phone now. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't do that back then. No, I mean... There were, weren't yeah. even smartphones there. Took a, po- took a Polaroid camera and <laughs> six, yeah. snapping away at the tab yeah. book. Okay, so, so the root of the channel really is... is the way that you would love to have been able to learn to play. Yeah, definitely. And giving that to, you know. Yeah, because I, I actually used a lot of f- uh, videos. If there was some live uh, footage, I would really like pause it and see like, where is he playing, which fret, even like the, for instance, the Woodstock video. And I was looking at, ah, he's seventh fret. So he has to play something like this. And it really helped me like watching him play, actually. Mm. So... Yeah, I think that is, that's really important. Yes, another thing about tab books that you, that you pointed out is they might have the right notes but the wrong position. Mm-hmm. And, there's a, and there is a real difference if you're playing a note on, say, um, a D string mm-hmm. as opposed to playing on, on a G string. And it sounds completely... There's a completely different tonality to, to those notes. There's a different yeah. feel and a different sound. And... And also, it's just bastard hard to play something in the wrong place. But you truly believe that that's the right way to play exactly, it, yeah. because the tab book says so. So yeah, you're making yeah. mistakes, and then they're ingrained into your playing. You, and there's no other, you know, there's no reference, other reference point. So I, yeah. I even like I did a, a the salt squeeze video a few weeks ago, and I I noticed that I've been playing it wrong, like for 25 years now, because of the mistakes in, in the books. Um, in the tab book, and I, yeah, I really try to figure it out and relearn. Even if I know a song, I try to like really get the details. So I re-listen to it and really check it. And yeah, I noticed some mistakes that I yeah been playing for twenty five years. <laughs> also, it was so helpful for the Blood Sugar Sex episode that we did last episode when you were giving us the information about what amps we used, what guitars we used, what effects we used, on what song and where. And it really helped us hear things that we hadn't necessarily heard before. Mm. Uh, Certainly, we're going to get to the Fender Hot Amp, definitely. Mm -hmm. Just stuff like the the stereo effect that John's John's having with his Marshalls, one in one ear, darker, one in the other ear, brighter. So Mm -hmm. what's that splitting out from? Is that splitting from the chorus? Yeah. So normally it does it from the C1, which has uh, yeah two outputs, left and right. But for Blood Sugar, you use the DOD right. chorus, which yeah. also has a stereo out. So, yeah. yeah. But that kind of thing was incredibly helpful. And well, yeah. the, um, the Funky Monks revelation. Oh, brilliant. You know, that, that, every time I listen to that, now I just I'm thinking of that technical point. You never you never knew that. Never knew that. That's uh, funny. Yeah, but yeah, once that, you know, you can hear 
the fingers. Yeah. You can hear yeah. fingers on strings because mm-hmm. they've obviously had to get it close and get it and, and so push fu- it a bit. One funny little detail about that that part, that song, that sound. When I was 11 years old, maybe 12, we, we, we bought the record. My parents bought the record, uh, Blood Sugar. And my uncle was a huge fan. He was, uh, I think, 28 years old at the time, something like that. Um, and I was like, oh, what's that sound? I loved the sound of Funky Monk's the intro. I was like, oh, that's amazing. I didn't play guitar yet, but I was like, oh, what, what's that? And he was like, yeah, man, that's slap bass, which is not. <laughs> but I was like, he wasn't a musician. But, mm. and, but I was so like, oh, man, I have to learn this slap bass thing. Yeah. It sounds so amazing. And it really like, yeah, that's inspired tri- me to play guitar. Wow, man, that's some trebly, trebly slap bass right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely is. So yeah. just for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about when we're talking about this major revelation for us on Funky Monks, is that the intro was played on an electric guitar, the, the mm-hmm. Strat, but not amplified. So essentially an unplugged Strat that had a mic yeah. stuck in front of it, mm-hmm. stuck in front mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, uh, but on, uh, only for the intro. This, so when yeah, the band yeah, kicks yeah. in, it yeah. switches to the Marshalls. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was so much information there about the how John plays Funky Monk's fingerstyle all the way through, apart from the second half of, of the guitar this, solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, it was great information. And also, um, after you, you, gave, you, you emailed this stuff over to us, I did some digging and found that brilliant article as well, that guitar mm-hmm. player article, which has from the era of uh, when yeah, they were recording yeah. Blood Sugar. Mm-hmm. Ama- that's amazing stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's that kind of input from yourself and the other guys who, who help us sort of pad out are black spots holes in our knowledge which are <laughs> massive and numerous um which have really enabled us to take the podcast to the next level and as you were saying earlier you know you started from a point of wanting to do the channel mm-hmm. but knowing that it was going to be a work in progress yeah, yeah sure is and and i imagine as we have found such support you know, and, and people who are prepared to give so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. And it's always nice to learn. There's always something to learn. So I sometimes I, uh, I did a video and then someone commented like, oh, well, that's not actually true. John always has the depth of his WH10 on, on 60% and not on 100%. And I was like, really? I always thought. Mm. And then he sent me pic- pictures from the pedal board where you can really see it. And I... Yeah, I learned something new, and I'm really like grateful for that. And and I love to 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 learn new stuff. So yeah, that's great. Mm. Yeah. I think I think the best part of doing what we do is the fact that that there has been a, a community spring mm. and like the obviously the ambassador program. We're absolutely yeah, so fun when people will contact us to say like, can we be an ambassador? Send a badge out all around the world and. Mm-hmm. That's a Red Hot Chili Peppers reference, by the way. <laughs> I never uh, heard that one. <laughs> and well, I think one of the best things was when we got an email, the original email from Amos. Yeah. Who said, uh, uh, he searched Red Hot Chili Peppers podcasts 
was listening to it, and then we're talking about the school that <laughs> his daughter goes to that we went to, and he lives just literally like two minutes walk away, doesn't he? Yeah, and, that's great. Uh, and with Aidan getting involved, and with uh, uh, JJ Doublefish Hooks, of course, our uh, Magic Johnson drummer, yeah, of course. Um, that was to have that input from people who know what they're talking about when it comes to the the drums and the bass. Mm-hmm. And, and Amy's experiences of being there, because he was a fan long before we were a fan. Well, and this is exactly, I think, what we're going to get from Kuhn, is this <laughs> kind of uh, prolonged fandom. You know, we've mm-hmm. been fans for a long time, but you've been playing the guitar for an awfully long time. We've been a fan of the band, you know, for even longer, by the sounds of it. I think the same. I think, uh, yeah. I was 11 years old when Blood Sugar came, came out, so that was my first record that I... Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, like I said, so I think it's the same, no? About similar, because I first heard Blood Sugar Luxor like last time when somebody was playing it in another tutor room. Mm. And then you got me into... It was One Hot Minute Era, basically, wasn't okay. it? That, yeah, that, um, it was One Hot Minute Era. The, the first choice. new album that we experienced was, was Cali, but we'd already been listening to the band oh, really? uh, for... Uh, yeah. For me, the, the first new record was One Hot Minute, so I was yeah. really anticipating... Uh, for that record and oh man that period <laughs> that was have... my, fr- my first show was was the one minute tour actually what's your thoughts on on one hot minute then <laughs> i love it yeah it's it's one, so, it's it's one of that's fine i know it's an it's an absolute scream it, isn't it? it's brilliant it gets so much hate but yeah i think it's just because john came back in 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 1998 and yeah people I... were like yeah he didn't didn't want to place and i think it, it the hate grew over the years yeah. because there wasn't much hate in 1995 and 1996 for that album. And yeah, no, I mean, I, it wasn't, it. I think it's great. Yeah. And it is great, but it wasn't the album that fans who had, you know, been there in 91 and embraced blood sugar mm-hmm. were necessarily expecting. No, but I, I like that. I don't know. I, I listened to to Blood Sugar a lot, like in 1992, three, four. Yeah, and then, yeah. But the thing is, I didn't even know that that who was who. No. Because you, I, when I saw uh, Woodstock in 1994, I saw that on, on TV when, when they broadcasted it. I didn't even know that Dave Navarro, Dave Navarro wasn't the guitar player from the record. I was 14 years old, and I was just like, okay, those are the red chili peppers. I don't know. I never saw live footage or anything. Yeah. It was so different back then. Because now, if they, they play live, the tour, I can follow the tour on, on YouTube and on Instagram and just, just yeah, watch everything. If they play one new song, if they play Eddie for the first time, yeah, I can see it immediately. Mm. But back then, it was just, I listened to the CD, and I knew the pictures from the booklet, and that's it, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the analogy for me between, but basically, it was uh, one hot minute wasn't Blood Sugar Part Two, and they had a, they they found so many new fans when Blood Sugar came out. Hmm. That's when they kind of really exploded. Yeah, and hmm. it's not Blood Sugar Part Two. The analogy that I use. <laughs> Let me guess. <laughs> Let me guess. Okay. Well, there's only four bands. Yeah, there's only it's... four bands it could possibly be. <laughs> So ex- extreme, yeah. Guns N' Roses, yeah, right, yeah. It's uh, not them. It's not them. It's at well, the same nose. <laughs> I don't know. 
Which are the other bands? I don't remember. The other, well, the other band is REM. Yes. And uh, it, yeah, that's true, that's true. And the analogy, Sam, is... The analogy is that they picked up a hell of a lot of new fans on with Automatic for the People. Yeah, and then Monster came and out, then right? And they lost them with Monster. Yeah. But I love Monster. Monster so, is yeah, one so, of my favourite records. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so do we. It's, it's great. Uh, yes, exactly. But those... The, the fans who were there and love Blood Sugar, like mm-hmm. myself, love One Hot Minute... The fans who loved Blood Sugar, who new fans who just wanted to hear more Blood Sugar, were obviously yeah. disappointed. Hmm. But you know, sure, there's some of them stopped though. listening, but some of them equally would have embraced One Hot Minute anyway. Well, it was a wild ride because, as we touched on last episode, we were driving through France and Spain playing One Hot Minute and Blood Sugar, and not knowing that it was, uh, as Kuhn said, not exactly. knowing it was a different. The guitarist mm-hmm. playing these songs. It was crazy. Calling, I guess, I guess we, we could have read the inlay, I suppose, but we, I don't think we even went that deep, did we? No, we didn't. We weren't thinking, of, you know, we weren't thinking about it on, those, on, that, on, on that, that kind of that, that kind huge of, level. Uh, yeah, that kind of level. <laughs> didn't open the book. That kind of lit- literary level. <laughs> so let's also, Kuhn, have a chat about your, I, I suppose we just talked a bit about your Chili's origin story. What, when was the first time you heard them? When was that magic moment when you thought... Yeah, it was n- 1991, um, or maybe early 92, I don't remember. Um, yet Give It Away and Under the Bridge, they were both huge, huge hits. And uh, I was watching the Top 40. It was on, on TV every week with my parents. I was 11 years old, and I loved that crazy video, Give It Away video. But I didn't have the money to buy a record. And then Under the Bridge came out, and my parents uh, liked the, the quiet song, the soft song, you know. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe uh, you should buy that album. And then they bought it, and my mother only liked the, the like, Breaking the Girl Could Have Light and Under the Bridge. So I just took the CD <laughs> to my room and never gave it back. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was the first time. Sam, can you, you uh, well, we know what your first Red Hot Chili Peppers song you ever heard was. Yes. It was powerful. Uh, sorry, I was just thinking, actually, of what Kuhn was just saying. Mm-hmm. What, it, you know, there's, there's situations like that where the parents buy the album because they like the, the ballad or the, you know, the, the single. The salad, if you will. Yeah, the salad. Um, and then, obviously, you were able to take it and mm-hmm. it's changed your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, That's and, ex- exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and that happened with, and, and you know, don't want to... <laughs> take one of Ben's bands with Extreme. I can remember <laughs> being a very young man, me and my friend, wanting to get into Extreme. Good, <laughs> good reference. Sh- yeah, yeah. His father had bought uh, porn graffiti because of More Than More Words. More Than Words, yeah. Ah, yeah. So we thought, wow, this, he's so cool. He's got the Extreme album. Obviously, he'd only bought it for More Than Words, and, and away, we, away we went. Mm-hmm. So, so you tried to claim that you listened to Extreme before I did? <laughs> I think we all know that's true. <laughs> what <a> shocker. <laughs> That's shocking. It, maybe that's true because I was a, a big Nirvana fan, and then Extreme came into my life when uh, one of the girls at school gave me the three sides of his story. I think it's fair to say that the only reason I was interested in Extreme was because you'd been playing them. Oh, well, let's shake hands. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're agreed. Right, we've got some more questions. I've written down some questions here. So, uh, so hang on a second. So, yeah, your 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 mum liked the ballads. Yeah, ballads. Your dad. The salads. 
are they still so is it are they still Chile's fans or was it just no. that, that moment it's just that, that moment, moment they know a lot of the, a lot of the songs from me because I was playing them all the time and, and so they know quite a few songs but they didn't buy any record after that but okay yeah well but for me actually a big moment was was the Woodstock 94 festival when they played with the light bulbs you know with Dave Navarro mm. I don't know if you've you've seen that footage I oh, think so we've right? seen it yeah of course yeah so that really changed my my life actually because I, I saw I was listening to Blood Sugar and then I got What Hits I don't know why yeah you I had think What that, Hits because it was, was out second. Yeah. yeah I don't know and then I bought uh, Out in LA which came out I think in 94 just before the release of, of uh, One Minute I guess um, so I was playing those three records a lot on my Walkman on the way to school and then they played Woodstock 94 and I actually saw them and it was like oh my god this I want this is what I wanted to do um, so that yeah I started playing guitar a few months after that so that was a really yeah important moment for me as a guitarist I'm going to have to ask what was your first guitar um, I had to start on the <laughs> like the classical acoustic guitar oh, that's that, my, hard. that my father owned, like from the 70s. It was a really piece of, I don't know, it I wasn't can't. very good. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, he was like, you have to play that thing for a year before I, you, uh, you can get a decent guitar or we buy another guitar. So I actually started playing in January 1995 and I got my first electric in December 1995. So I actually played it almost a year and I tried to play like Nirvana songs and Chili Peppers funky stuff on this terrible guitar, which make it, make, made it so much harder. But when I, actually, when I finally got my first uh, electric, everything fell into place. It sounded like, like more, <laughs> like it should mm. sound, and it was easier to play. My first electric was a Squire Stratocaster, a black one, of course, because I saw, I saw Dave Navarro in of course, October. Yeah. And yeah, I just had to have a black Stratocaster. I think there's value for people, uh, for beginner guitarists. I always say, when people ask me about what should I do to, to start playing the guitar, I say you should start, play, start with the acoustic guitar. Because it's, it's, even though it's harder to play the electric guitar, it's then easier to transition from acoustic to electric, I think, than if you That's play true. the electric guitar and mm. then try to start playing the acoustic guitar. Which mm -hmm. that's a lot. It's a lot harder. You'll toughen up your fingers quicker on the acoustic guitar. You'd yeah, but it's 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 it. But it is hard to keep motivated when you play an acoustic and it sounds terrible and it's hard. To, to I, play. I also say that to them. <laughs> yeah, that, it, that so, it's going to be brutal for a bit and it's going to be really painful. Yeah. And when I started playing the guitar, uh, I can't remember what, what year it was. I was at Nodeswood, so... It was the early 90s. 18, oh, I went to Nodeswood in 89 to 94. So I think I started playing guitar in 93. And I had the summer holiday, the long six-week summer holiday. Yeah. And all I did all day, every day, was play the acoustic guitar. And that's what, I think that's what you've got to do. You've got to put the time in to Definitely. break the back yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, the benefits are there. As Coon says, that can lead to, you know, losing losing the will to keep going if you if it's mm -hmm. too difficult yeah. but the, the, the no doubt the benefits of learning on a on a tough 
acoustic or a tough classical and then switch into the electric and you you can play it to either well or to a certain degree on on the really difficult guitar mm. wow imagine that feeling it must have been great when you find it when all of a sudden it you is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah everything after that was so much easier and yeah Yeah, I remember Didn't when I went struggle. to my first electric guitar. Do you remember my West Tone, the wooden, uh, the yes, wooden one? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was game changing. It's like so easy to play. The neck was so narrow, and mm -hmm. the action was so low. It's just the action happened to be quite low on that guitar. And when I bought it, and it was this is a, a whole new world. And my first distortion pedal was crap, but oh, I thought man. I thought my my world had changed. Yeah, I remember my first distortion when I. I had guitar lessons and I, w I was there with the acoustic and, and I was learning some Nirvana songs because it was a bit easier, the power chords and stuff. And I just didn't understand. I was like, why does it sound like this when I play it? And why does it sound like that on the record? And I didn't know what distortion was. Mm. So I was like, why doesn't my guitar sound like that? And my teacher was like, it, really in-depth uh, explanation of tubes and amps and I was like oh, I have no idea what he's talking about and he just had to say yeah there's this pedal you plug it in and <laughs> you switch it on and then you have that sound so when I I learned about that I was already playing for maybe eight months or something like that so it was so different back then because yeah there was no YouTube videos and stuff oh man now I just I didn't know what distortion was for months No, it was. A, it was. We sound like a bunch of old men reminiscing yeah. now, but but it well, was a different world. Sorry, no. So, uh, we we had a guitar shop that was. Remember the guitar shop down the road? Yeah, of course. That was two minutes walk from our house, and it was our treasure trove. When I was in at school and in college with my friend um, Jez, where we first started, he was a bass player. I was a a, a budding a, guitarist. A budding guitarist, and we'd go down, look at the guitars. The guy, you know, you'd go in and there'd be people would be playing and you think oh one day I might sound like that you don't understand mm -hmm. any of it really and there wasn't like I, I said last time I went down and spoke to someone about Nirvana and said what is it how do you sound like this because I'm playing uh, I learnt Take Me Home Country Roads was the first song that I learned to play mm. and we had the complete <laughs> this Neil Diamond podcast we had the complete Neil Diamond so I, I learned Cherry Cherry and... What are you um, going to call your Neil Diamond podcast? Uh, I don't know. Diamonds are forever? Maybe, yeah. Although that could also be a James Bond podcast. You need to be careful. But yeah, Cherry Cherry and Holly Holy and stuff like that, they're all open chords and they don't sound like Nirvana. And so I went down and spoke to Adrian, the guy who was called at the guitar shop. What's it all about? And he said they're, they're power chords. And I, like I said, I didn't know whether he said power chords or power chords and I was too shy to to ask him to say it again mm -hmm. so I walked out of that shop thinking I don't know if I've got to play power chords something's or power changed chords. Yeah. but I don't know what <laughs> it is something's changed but I don't understand it I don't really know what it's called yeah <laughs> but yeah there was there was there was nothing it was just those kind of chats that you had with yeah it was so different uh, there was a guitar store in my like in the city where I lived and A friend of mine told me like there's this this guy that that sells basses and he he heard him he heard from a friend that he could play higher ground on bass and I was like oh so I went there on my bike 30 minutes and I went, didn't oh, I wanted to ask but didn't dare to ask so I was there like 
around the store waiting, just watching. And I finally got the courage and I, I went to him like, ah, oh, I heard you could play, uh, you can play higher ground. And he was like, no, yeah, I can, yeah, but I don't want to. And I was like, oh, <laughs> come on, man, please, please, please. And I was, uh, I don't remember, 14 or 15 years old. And finally he turned the bass on. And that, that was the first time I saw somebody playing slap bass. Mm. And it was, for me, it was like, so, it seemed so impossible to do what he did. And it was oh, life-changing. Well, stuff I think like you, touch, that. you touch upon something there because you're not just playing guitar in your videos. You're mm -hmm. also playing for the bass parts as well. Yeah. So, so can you talk us through... We're going to get, get into more detail about the channel and how it works soon. Yeah. But what's the process of, for you, deciding what song to do? learning the parts, the turnaround, how long does it take you to, to do an episode? What's, what's it from where you say, right, I'm going to do Bella? Mm -hmm. And then how to, to the release point. What's that journey? No, usually it, it takes me about three days to make a video. So one day is rehearsing, like finding out the parts... And then second day is shooting everything, recording everything. And then sometimes on the, on the same day I do every, all, all the editing and, and audio mixing and stuff like that. But usually I take another day, do, the, do it the day after that. So the last day is like um, mixing the audio, um, yeah, doing the, the split thing in my video. I have to do some like <laughs> magic and on the yeah. computer um, and a thumbnail something I always forget and I'm like oh shit I have to <laughs> to make a thumbnail <laughs> so yeah usually it's three days but it kind of depends what the song is um, because the new songs yeah I don't know them as well they're mm. really new for me yeah. like a song uh, like uh, Salt Squeeze is really easy because I've been playing those parts for I don't know since the 90s so that's easy but for instance, like when I did Poster Child, it was so difficult to oh, learn yeah. the, the to remember the bass part. It's not difficult to play. The thing with me is, it's the most difficult part is like remembering all everything because I want to play everything as it is on the record. So all the small details, all the fills are the same, um, and on the, in the same spot in the song, you know. And it's really difficult to remember, especially the bass part, because Flea is like. He's impro improvising all the time. So there's all these variations. It's not like this is the riff. Mm. Like a song like Suck My Kiss is, is like that. It's easy. You know, there's just a riff, second riff, chorus. And it's the same. But a lot of songs he plays this thing like four times. And the fourth time is, is different every time that, that it comes around, you know. So it's so, yeah, it's difficult to remember all those parts. Because I, I don't read it from a paper. I just want to do it from my... Yeah, from my head. So, yeah, it depends on the song. And so sometimes I need more time to, yeah, to remember everything. And then I, yeah, I don't know. So, so as, a, as a channel uh, owner, mm -hmm. and as we are podcast owners, owners I suppose, <laughs> we, we were delighted with the fact that there were new records coming out. And all we've got to do is talk about them. Oh, yeah. yeah, our job's really easy. Yeah. Um, so we listen to Poster Child and go, oh, yeah, that's really cool. We really like that. We'll talk about that for an hour or so. You must have been like, oh, Jesus. 
this is a this is a nightmare. No, I'm gonna, or I'm gonna, or, <laughs> I'm gonna or, have to. I'm because <laughs> you've got you've got to do it, haven't you? You couldn't not do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, definitely, you're right. When Unlimited Love came out, came out, I was really excited because there was new. Yeah, there were new songs. The first new record with with Frusciante in a long time, and I was just excited and I wanted to learn those songs. But actually, when the Dream Canteen uh, came out, or Rod DC, as you guys say. Rod DC. Yeah. 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 Rod DC. I, I kind of had that feeling like, oh, it's too much, man. There are so many new songs from Unlimited Love that I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, And then there's already new songs. Like, ah, I, man, I, I can't keep up. Yeah. It's it's so much. So I kind of had that feeling when that uh, when the last record came out. Yeah, because it it, it it is a lot a lot of work and yeah, especially remembering everything. So mm. I didn't do a lot of videos yet from uh, Dream Canteen. I think I did two or three. Well, we can tell you you've done three. You've done oh, Tipper, okay. Bella, and Peace and Love. Yeah, and you've done true. seven from Unlimited Love. So that that yeah. was obviously well, it was the, the genesis of the channel getting up and running with, mm -hmm. with Black Summer, as you say. But you've done Black yeah. Summer, Poster Child, Not the One, Let Them Cry, White Braids, The Heavy Wing, and What You Thinking from uh, Unlimited Love. So yeah. Actually, Unlimited Love is your most uh, is the album you've done most songs from. Yeah, but probably because it was the the newest record. Yeah. And, uh, well, as you said, I had to do it. Yeah. yeah, and and hopefully over time, you'll you'll do every single song. Oh, yes, <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. So yeah. let's, on that, on yeah, that subject... No pressure. Yeah, no, no pressure, yeah, yeah. But get busy. <laughs> on that subject, coming in on um, in second place on the uh, how many songs you've done... Sorry, I'm, just, I'm turning the page. Mm -hmm. Coming in in second place, we've got Uplift Mofo Party Plan with five. We've got Blood oh, Sugar really? with five. We've got Cali with five. So what's your thing... And, and we've got No The Getaway. No, not yet, not yet. So what's your thinking? What's your thinking when you well, what's you thinking when you when you're going to do a new song? Is it I'm just in the mood for this one. I this is the song I'm feeling particularly right now or is it this is what people might like? It it actually changed over time uh, because uh, like six months ago, I was looking at, I was making this list of all the requests because I, I get a lot of requests in the comments. And then I made this list like, okay, uh, I don't know, six people want to hear this song and 10 people want to hear this song. Okay, and then I'm going to do this song. But then I noticed that I, I got, yeah, I have to keep myself motivated. And if I'm playing like all songs that I think are good or okay or then it's it's more difficult for me so i'm um yeah last months i'm more like uh, what song do i want to play what keeps me motivated yeah. um so i kind of neglect the list a little bit at the moment i don't um, think it's fine yeah because otherwise and a lot of people are asking for the newer stuff mm. Um, like I get a million requests for uh, what's the song the Eddie mm. everybody's like ah oh, you gotta do Eddie man when when are you gonna do Eddie and I'm like mm, I don't wanna do Eddie yeah that's so that's the thing if it's not grabbing you cause I, I think Eddie's a good song but I think that's as far as I go with Eddie I think it's a good yeah same song. for me same for me actually and you need to do stuff that's inspiring you it's yeah when 
I started playing uh, live again with um, on my own, recording all mm-hmm. the in the version uh, pre, just pre-COVID. We only did it for about eighteen months, where I'd, I'd recorded all much like you do some backing recorded tracks, all right? the backing tracks. So played the yeah, drums. I've seen, I've seen some footage. Play, yeah. Played all of that stuff. The rule was: I'm only going to play songs that I really love, because you put a lot of work into this, mm-hmm. and. You know, I spent three years just recording all the backing tracks to get a two-hour set list. Oh, man, really? And yeah. uh, That's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was great fun because it was with uh, our stepdad, Gordy, and it was uh, the times we spent together getting smashed up and just playing <laughs> and just recording music was amazing. But the rule was you've got to love playing this song. That's why I yeah. stopped playing in bands previously because it, it gets diluted. Because you mm-hmm. end up liking forty percent of the songs that you're playing. If you're in a, if you're in like a, a club, pub, tour, band who's doing covers, and everyone's picking songs, I was like sixty percent of the time I was playing songs I didn't really like. Yeah, same, it, same for me. Same for me. I've been playing in a in a cover band, a rock like a rock cover band for ten years, but uh, at the end I was I, I hated every every song we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got to the point where if I had to play Brown Eyed Girl again, I would end it. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, okay, well, well I definitely won't ask you to play that. <laughs> but that's when, when we play, uh, at the moment we're just, I mean, Sam plays in, in, a, couple, in a couple of bands. I, I, we play myself, Sam, and our friend Scott in Ben Townsend and Friends, or we need to get a better name for that. Uh, yes. But it, the rule there is, if you're going to pick a new song, everyone's got to be on board with that song. It's not, do you like that song? It's like, do you kind of love, do you, yeah, do you love that song? Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty laid back. I'll play anything. And I don't, you know. <laughs> I just enjoy being up there. But so can we take from what we're saying here, just to go back to the two new records, mm-hmm. Unlimited Love You Did because, you know, there was a call, call to do it, but where do you stand on the two new records? That's a good question. I remember, I remember if, you're on a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast, and well, you must say you like them. <laughs> you, you, you haven't done as many What Do You See songs, but yeah. so is that because you're okay? You know, I actually prefer uh, Rod DC. Yeah. So I I prefer that record actually, but I don't know. Just at the, it was just a timing thing, you know. Yeah. When when uh, Unlimited Love came out, I just started the channel and. That was my priority to play songs from that record. And then Dream Canteen came out and I was like, oh, it's so much and I want to do so much stuff. So then it was just one of the records for me, you know? Yeah. Dream Canteen was the same like Uplift Muffle Party Plan or I'm With You or just I'm going to do a song from that one, song from that one. So it wasn't really a priority anymore. But I really, yeah, I enjoyed the, uh, the last album. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we're going to take a wee break, so I need a wee. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back. And, and you'll be playing the Red Hot, right? <laughs> so I guess it's time to do the sponsors then, Sam. Is it? I guess it is. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. One, two, three, four. What you drinking? Go more than enough for you. Well, over and over and over again now. Over and over until you say, say, what you drinking? 
So, Sam, what are you drinking? Well, Ben, I was lucky enough to... <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> I was lucky enough to be on holiday these last few days. Of course you were. Um, Hang on, you on holiday? I'm shocked. I visited uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. Some friends of ours. Shout out to Kim and Manu. Yep. And had a wonderful time. Yep. And they gifted me this Schimpf Hefeweizen to bring back... For the podcast. For the podcast. Was oh, that why you took that picture out of it? Yes. Okay. So, I'm going to... This oh, it's is, going in glass. This is a classy one. In, in a break from tradition, I'm pouring this into a glass. To then experience the math. I couldn't find my... Weizen glass. Actual glasses. So I've just got a normal glass. Good head. However, thank you. So, here we go. I'm going to apply this directly to the mouth. Mmm. Okay, because of the head, mm. there was a slight issue. So I'm going to what, apply- was the issue? what was the issue? I can't go into it. But I'm going to apply some more to the mouth. Okay. A double appliance. Mm. The first ever double mm. appliance. Mouthfeel. Mm. Comforting. Comforting. Taste. Go on. Sumptuous. Sumptuous. And long-lasting. Oh, that's nice. Well, is that good or bad? That Well, that is good. So... Once again, I'll go on record. Thank you, Shimp. A local brewery who took me... Under their wing. A foreigner. Hmm. They said, Sam, please come into our brewery. We would love you to see what we do, how we do it. And we will give you one bottle to A single bottle of Weissen. (laughs) Yes. And I said, that is enough for me. Thank you very much. But I see you're also sponsored today by Cooper's. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I am. Uh, I am. Yeah, you've been drinking Cooper's this... Well, for a lot of this episode. Well, certainly prior to recording. Hmm. Which was sent to us by uh, reason or reasons unknown. An unknown party. An unknown listener sent us a lovely big case of 12 Coopers from Australia. Australia. Six of them too strong to consume sensibly. The the strong ones were 5.8, weren't they? Yes. Yes. You will not be drinking that. Not today. Got work tomorrow. (laughs) But thank you, whoever sent them. Again, we don't know who it was, but they arrived with no note. And and yourself? Sponsored? Yes. Well, I'm sponsored by a... Uh, it's, once again, so lovely to be reached out to by Carling. Oh, man. I know. Week after week. Friends of the podcast. Day after day, sometimes. Uh, they, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they contact me to say, why don't you come down to Tesco's and buy some Carling? And yeah. I say, I'll do it. I will do it. I will do it. I'll um, part with my hard-earned cash. I will. I'll, I'll do the mouth, Phil. Just apply some to the mouth. <laughs> How's that feel? Cold and flavourless. <laughs> <laughs> and I am blessed. Thank you. Brilliant. I am blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed on this episode to be also be sponsored by Generic uh, Sweet Bag Lolly. Yeah. Okay, apply that to the mouth. I will. It claims to be orange flavour, but it's red. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll play this to now. Okay. And I'd love to hear how this feels. In mouth? In mouth. Mouth feel. Hard and round. Hard and round. <laughs> it is hard and round. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Okay, well, Brilliant. let's get out of here then. One, two, three, four. What you drinking? What? Shuffling and up. Are you well? Over and over and over again now. Over and over till it's calling. What you drinking? And we're back. So, back next in. thing. Oh, well, oh, cool. Talk to us about some of your well should we go live experiences should we go hot amp should we talk about jf solo show let's let's talk about some of your live experiences with the chilies and also that jf solo show that you didn't go to <laughs> okay what what do you want to know why didn't you go <laughs> okay start with the john frusciante solo yeah. uh, show <sighs> sort of that's already already it sounds like okay. heartbreak and deep yeah. regret oh I hate it. Okay, so Californication came out, huge fan. It was. And then John Frusciante's first, or not first, but first uh, solo record after Californication came out to record Only Water for 10 Days. Uh, I really enjoyed that album. And he played in uh, Paradiso, which is in Amsterdam, which which is a really small venue. And he actually played in the small room. So you have like a, a bigger room downstairs, but he played in the small room for like 200 people, something like that. Really small. And I knew he was going to play. So, and then back then you had to buy tickets uh, in the post office. So I was there early, early, because the, the, the how do you say, pre no, not pre sale. What's the name when they start buying or selling yeah. tickets? Is it pre-sale? Yeah, pre-sale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it started at 10, and I was there at 7 in the morning. I was like, oh, I need, I need those tickets. So I was waiting for three hours, and I was the only one there in the, in the post office, but it was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, made, it made no sense, but yeah, I needed to go. So, um, And it was all uh, on the computer, you know, so there weren't actually physical tickets. It was on the computer, like there are X, X amount of tickets, and then... So I was there waiting, 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 waiting. And then it's 10 o'clock, it started. And I was like, okay, I want one ticket for John Frusciante at the, the Paradiso. And she was like, who? How? How do, how do I write Frusciante? So I had to spell <laughs> it. And by the time she like, typed the name right, it was sold out. Oh, so I was no. like, are you kidding me? So that was kind of frustrating, but that's not the whole story. So that was really depressing but a good friend of mine, um, he has a quite a, a big band, or not a big, a famous band in in, in Holland, and they are uh, they were with with the same label at the time. I think they were with Warner. Mm. So he um, got us on the guest list for that show. Um, so I I went with with him. And there were two other people, one a girl from the band and then uh, her boyfriend at the time, if I remember correct, correctly. They were on the guest list of the promoter. From, yeah, it was Mojo, the promoter. So I was really happy. I, yeah, I could go, go to that show. And then uh, we were there. So I was in front of the building and we were waiting in line. 
and then we were standing in line to see the show <laughs> that yeah, night. I thought yeah. so. I thought so. <laughs> and then there was this yeah, this big guy in the entrance. He was like, yeah, yeah. We we were like we are on the the guest list from I think from Mojo. I think we were on the and uh, they were like, no, no, it didn't come through. This the it was a fax. And the, oh. the, 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 the guest list didn't come through. So they actually knew that there was supposed to be a guest list, but it wasn't there. So my friend was starting to call, but it was after uh, office hours, so nobody answered. And we couldn't get in. And then the other two persons from, from the band, his, his friends, arrived. And they were on the other guest list from Warner, I guess. And, that's, and that guest list was there. So they were like, okay, bye. <laughs> So they went in, oh, and we were like in front, and it was like, oh man, Frusciante is here in the building, and we were like so depressed, and like people were laughing in, in lines, oh, yeah, and we were just depressed. And I, I went home by train, and my friend oh, went to no. the, on another train to another city. We were like, oh. and then our, so that that was actually the story. That so I was there, I was in front of the building, I was supposed to be on the guest list, but I wasn't. I, I actually was, but the guest list what just wasn't there. Wasn't there. Oh, so that's uh, painful. The, the show is, uh, is on uh, on YouTube. It's it was really great. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen it, uh, and, I, and it's uh, you know, it's as you say, it's fantastic. It's it's a very interesting time in John's sort of personal development as well as a solo artist because he was you know coming back, coming coming back really, and and he was. It's a raw, very raw show, isn't it? But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's only him w with an acoustic guitar, yeah. and he actually played a lot of old songs from the first record. Mm. I think we t we yeah. talked before, didn't we, about these these Frusciante solo shows? And by the time Sam saw him at ATP, yeah, it was a it was like the it was the record collection era, wasn't it? I mean, he's, so he's a different had, animal, yeah. a different animal. And it's a lot less, you, you said that, that one is raw, and it is. Mm. The one you saw, I think, even though it's just him and an acoustic, it's less raw. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it, and know, conceivably he, he, with better songs. Well, conceivably <laughs> with better songs, but after he'd released... Um, all those records in one all year. All those records, yeah. yeah. And the, the, the Paradiso gig is the white T-shirt gig, is that is that the one? I think so. White T-shirt. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> didn't watch I mean, it a lot. There, it's but. too painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he's short hair. He's yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, it's it, as 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 you say, it was it's a great show. But he um, he was very much in his kind of upward curve. Upward, yeah, mm -hmm. true. At that point, unlucky. Unlucky. That's all, uh, Unlucky. That's all we can say. <laughs> so, there's a couple of things that that we do want to talk about as well. One of them is the Fender Hot Amp, isn't it? Yeah. The I could have lied uh, amp, and do you, I think you said membership <clears throat> as well. But definitely, this is a video that if you're going to go and experience uh, a Red Hot Chili Riffs video, go and check out uh, uh, the Hot Amp episode because. The way you play that Ico Live solo is beautiful. Mm. And there is one moment on that video when you hold that bend. It's For me, it's that signature note where it just starts to break down from the louder, more aggressive stuff to the softer stuff. Mm -hmm. It's that transition yeah, yeah, yeah. that is um, 
It's, it's something else. It's not just the amp, though. It's the feel in your fingers as well. Because I'm not sure you put as much heart and soul into playing on the Les Paul as you did. When you... <laughs> oh. as, you, as, as you put into playing it through that, through that strat, through the hot amp. <laughs> it was kind of on purpose. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, you know, but, I, uh, I, I did the video. I, first, I did just a Coup of Light video. You know, the, the, the cover. Yeah. yeah. And then... The, uh, I was like in the, in my description. It was like it's the Fender hot amp, and then someone was like in the comments was like, no, no, it's not the hot amp. It's 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 actually a, a Les Paul straight into the board. And I was like, but you can hear that it sounds like almost identical, right? <laughs> in my video, the, the sound is so close to the to the original. Yeah. Not to compliment myself, but just the the amp. That's that's the amp. That's the sound. Um, and he was like, no, no, it, it's not. I know, I've, I've read in interviews that John said it was a Les Paul into an... Which I, I've read all the, all the interviews over the years. Yeah. It's just not true. And I was like, okay, I'll try that in my next video. <laughs> so I did that. I, uh, yeah, did Les Paul straight into the Neve and it sounds terrible. But that was the point to like... Yeah, yeah, like yeah that's hi- not, highlight the difference. That's not what it is. But uh, it was maybe a bit childish to, to put that in. Oh, no, I think it's fun. That's, that's one of the reasons why I love the channel, is yeah. that it's fun channel. From, the, from your pop-ups and your introductions <laughs> to your disappearance and your subscribe to the channel part. And oh, yeah. It's just... It's it's. Because you you see a lot of music of channels about music that take themselves very very seriously, mm-hmm. yeah. And actually, what you do is part of the ethos of how we try to approach the podcast is not just to be about uh, the the music and breaking that down. I think our podcast actually is as much about our relationship as it is about the, the Chili Peppers. Sam. Well, I agree, but I think you know when you do something as well as you do musically, there's so much room for you know the fun aspect of the channel as well because you, you your 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 work speaks for itself yeah mm-hmm. and people will appreciate that yeah you're right and then you've got this kind of signature <laughs> you know that kind of thing going on which is just fantastic like it's just so good so it's so funny but i think so, the thing is you, you have to, you have to be as good yeah. as you are yeah. in order to then take it to the next level to start having start mucking about, yeah, so otherwise you, you you could just be a guy mucking about with instruments, yeah, yeah and, maybe. and being silly. But actually, what it is is it's a perfect, perfect, genuine, uh, yeah. like quality stuff. For me, the reason I kind of started doing that was in my head. It was like, oh, I, I can come off as a complete like jerk or an asshole very easily because I have all this equipment and the big amps and all the pedals and. I didn't want to come off like, oh, I'm the man here, you know, I can play all this, you know, like arrogant and like an asshole. So yeah. that's that's why I didn't want to take myself too serious. Um, that's also the reason why I started every video with, hi, welcome to the channel, because mm. it's so stupid. I, all those people that are like, yeah. Oh, can you just do us an introduction? <laughs> can you do us a little channel introduction? Like, um Hi, welcome to the channel, and I'm talking Ben and Sam off the, off the podcast, because oh, we could clip that and 
Ah, uh, because it's so me. great. Okay, we're going to give you some, some dead air. Two seconds of dead air and then you're in. Hi, welcome to the channel. I'm with the universally speaking boys, two young brothers on Overcraft. <laughs> great stuff. That's great stuff. That's in. Thank you. That's golden um, content. Yeah, this, so that was kind of the reason that I started doing this silly stuff. And also because it's really who, who I am in a way, just mucking about, being silly, having fun. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's where you get the best stuff is uh, when you're just being yourself and you just happen to be recording it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that that email into us say you're essentially having the conversations that that we ha that I have with my mates down the pub about the chilies. You just you're just recording it and we're listening to it. So the other thing is, you just touched upon your equipment, your amps, your pedals, all your gear. Mm -hmm. Where's because it's incredible. Another video I would suggest people watch is that backstage tour, the studio tour that you do, where you're showing the the, the signal, the, the, signal, the, the chain. signal chain, yeah. and what amps <clears throat> and everything that you've got. Where do you start sourcing this kind of thing? How long did it take to build up this collection of stuff? Because it's, frankly, a musician's dream, a guitarist's mm -hmm. dream. Yeah, I was always really into pedals from yeah from when i had my first electric so i've been collecting pedals since 1996 something like that um so i owned a lot of stuff al already before i started this channel just as a fan you know like oh dave navarro used this uh, mm -hmm. i want to get a turbo distortion because dave used it on one up minute um so yeah I owned maybe 80% of the stuff already just as a fan, as a music fan and as a Chili Peppers fan. Um, and then for the channel, I, I, yeah, I started looking for some stuff like the Marshall Major. I just bought that mm. in December. And it, yeah, stuff like that. And the, the Fender Hot Amp was, was something I bought specifically for the, for the channel to make videos. Um, but yeah, it's just since, since the 90s, I just keep buying stuff and have some money and don't go on holidays and don't don't spend my money elsewhere so let's talk a bit about the hot amp then what's yeah why is that <clears throat> your favorite amp because it sounds so amazing because it sounds so much like <laughs> the, a good the, light. no the thing is i've read about the hot amp uh, in interviews that john did in 1991 92 something like that um and he's just talking about it like, ah, uh, I did, just did some overdubs with it. It was never like, ah, uh, I used that amp for the guitar solo of Good of Light or like I used it for Mellowship or it was just some, some overdubs. So in my mind, it was like, ah, uh, maybe like the powerful quality, noisy thing, you know, the solo. Um, so I was never really exploring like what what is this amp what does it do and then i started to analyze the blood sugar sex magic guitar tracks the guitar tracks are online just without everything else so i started listening to them and then i noticed okay the marshals are panned left right they have this kind of roomy sound and then i started noticing like okay there's like sometimes there's just one amp it's, it's a mono si signal. And I knew it couldn't be the Marshalls 
and it didn't sound it was too roomy to to be like direct into the neve mm. so there was this point i was like oh my god is this all this this hot amp you know the 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 for me the the could have light guitar solo is my favorite guitar sound ever in a way and the, yeah. my favorite solo i just love it so much yeah so then i was like is could it be you know is it is it this this amp and then i started i more and more i was like oh maybe it is maybe it isn't i don't know and then i started searching for one i found one in england and i had to pay like extra for the taxes and stuff because of the brexit so it was quite expensive for what it's yeah more expensive than it should be and i was like oh i was all nervous like is this is it true is it this amp is it this sound i had no idea and then it arrived and it had this different ah what's the name um did you put in the ah, you know plug plug the plug is, is different in England, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So it had this different plug, so it arrived and I couldn't test it. I was like, I had to go to a shop, buy another plug, like <laughs> cut it off. And I was like so nervous. And then it was uh, it was working. And that was the first time, uh, the first thing I tried was the Kuda Flight solo. Like, is this the sound? And it's just 100%. And I yeah. actually had like tears in my eyes when I started playing like... <gasps> It's the sound. It's the it's the amp. It was so. It was amazing. Um, yeah, it, it has a, a few different presets, so you can't adjust. Like, there's no tone up or like bass, treble, mid. Nothing. It's just presets. It's just clean, like crunch, lead sound. So it's it's already everything is there. So it's 100% the sound. You don't have to like ah maybe more bass. It's just a preset, and that's yeah. it. He even used the, the built-in reverb, which sounds the same as on the record. So, yeah, it has amazing clean tone. And I read something about it that it has a, a compressor built-in at the end, just before the, uh, after the preamp. So, um, just before the power amp, there's a built-in compressor. And if you turn that amp up, you get a really nice compressed clean tone. It's so funky and, yeah, it sounds great. I think it's my favorite. It's my favorite video of yours to uh, just to hear you play the Oko Light Solo isolated is brilliant. And you're right; it's absolutely spot on. It's clearly that's an interesting, incredible used, story yeah. of um, yeah. And I, I, I actually have to be honest; I bought three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I bought this amp, and I was like, "Oh, it's so amazing!" And then I was, oh, "I wanted, I want to use it, but for my own stuff." You know, I do a lot of theater stuff. Um, I play live music in theaters um, for dance, uh, how do you say it, dance performance. So I, dro I drove to Germany where I found another one after a bit of research. And I drove, I, I think I drove for five hours, something like that, to pick up another one. And, that, nah. those are, <laughs> and they, they all sound different. That's quite strange as well. So the one is more, yeah, a little bit more bright and the other one is like more mid-range. And it was so strange because it's exactly the same amp and it was like built one month later than the other one. Mm. And then I, I was like, oh, why don't they, do they all do... The, oh, my English man. Why do they, all sound, do they all sound different? And then I thought maybe it's the speaker. Like sometimes the speaker is like more like more used and it's it's a bit mm. looser mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i i 
switched all the speakers around and then I noticed that it was actually the speaker. So the amps are exactly the same, but the speaker all Just sounds... the cones maybe being a bit more... Yeah, unique. they sound different. It's weird, but... Yeah. Oh, I like, I like picturing you travelling around Europe picking up Fender Hot Amps like Indiana <laughs> Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so have you still got all three? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm using two uh, on the road and I have one in the studio. So the one I use for my video, that's the one I keep at home. And there are two others that are on the on the road. Yeah. So the one that you keep at home is that what you, the, the one closest one considered to be yeah. the best, the best of the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in the video, it sounds just incredible. You close your eyes, and it's you know, it's exactly the same. And as you say, I could have lied. Is one of the songs from Blood Sugar that I fell in love with mm. instantly. And yeah, that, me, too. me too. I mean, that sound. It's just timeless. It was the second song I heard of Blood Sugar. The first one was Give It Away in that tutor room Mm -hmm. down below. And the second song I heard of Blood Sugar was in the car driving through France to... um, uh, A location. Yeah. Yeah. But it was one of those campsites that we know. Yes. And um, you just feel... And and Vanessa, the house ambassador, when she first heard it, she said, you can feel the emotion in that guitar solo. Mm. Yeah. It's it's probably the guitar solo the most that best suits the song that's mm. ever been written. Mm. And that's yeah. the point of a guitar solo. Of course it is. And that's where one of your other guitar hero gods falls down sometimes. Falls down sometimes. Yeah, and you know sometimes just writes a wanker song. <laughs> <laughs> he does. What do you think I'm I'm really interested in this. What do you guys think about the live solos that John plays for Could Have Light? Ah, uh, okay. You go first. <laughs> if you want. Well, I'm all for a little bit of change. Mm-hmm. I think... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we might be on the same page here. No. If he was to play the album version, I think we, you know, we'd all be delighted. Mm-hmm. That would be lovely. I like the fact that he, he basically uses you know, the template and then... He he starts and finishes at the correct point. Well, that's, in, the, that's the minimum expectation. But that is the minimum <laughs> expectation. No, I, I support him in, in his right to do different things. That's I, very friendly. I will support him in his right to do different things. Yeah. But, however. Yeah, however. Well, I know. That's I a, think you should use... What I don't want to hear, if I go and see I Could Lie. Right. I, oh, great, they're playing I Could Lie. Mm. I don't want to do, like, just play one note no. all the way through no. or to do something completely avant-garde. What I like as an approach to solo, because I don't think, as a, as a life performer, you don't want to keep playing the same thing over and over again. No. You might have your signature solos. So, like, the Suck My Kiss solo, I think, tends to be... Uh, the thing is, John so off the wall. I'm going to go to the Slash model, which is a model I like. Which is, and he says, "I'm not." He Slash has got signature solos. Like he's going to play the Sweet Child of Mine solo the same every time. As it is, yeah. Yeah, but <clears throat> he approaches other live solos that would be very recognisable as that solo, but mm. will not be album specific, but still sounds very, very recognisable as that song and that mm-hmm. solo. Certain uh, touchstones, touchstones, if you will. Yeah, yeah. What John tends to do. Some, well, what John will sometimes do is take something in such a, a completely different direction 
and I don't I don't want that as as I don't want that. Okay. I want I want something that is that yeah, I can get into. Certain touchstones are the bare it, minimum. No, but it, yeah, but it take, sometimes it takes me out of the song when the mm-hmm. solo is so completely different to what you're expecting. And well, that's where I stand on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit. I got a bit het up there. I'm sorry. He did. He's, he's angry. I have to calm him down. Yeah, calm yeah, me down. I'll, I'll have a swig of beer and a, a lovely lolly. Yeah. Anyway, I'm what's your? Sorry, I'm running up. Yeah, what's your take? <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I think it's such a beautiful solo, and I, it's so hard for me to understand if you've written such a perfect solo that you play really. Yeah, for example, the one note thing. I bought the the break in the girl uh, single back in the 90s um, and the B-side of that single is Could Have Lied Live and I was really excited and I listened to it and that's where he plays and I was like what, what is this man I, do I don't understand it I, I do sometimes think when they're playing that what's the Swan thinking what's Restaban thinking because it's so yeah. out there and the Swan bless him he never stops going true but I mean, he's a, he's on one hell of a gravy train, that lad. I mean, he's he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's you know he's great, of course. He's absolutely fantastic. First, so you got Anti Swan. Just quickly, no, I'm not Anti Swan. <laughs> you got Anti John, Swan. not Anti Swan. The Swan Tell is my hero. I'm not Anti John. The Swan is my hero, but he, you know he's done well for himself. But he is excellent, so we'll let him off. I see. Yeah, you've walked that back. Yeah, I'm just you know <laughs> not uh, not going to go too deep. But yeah, I mean, obviously he's loving it. But. Yeah. The- I, I would love it if, if John would play a little bit more like start kind of like the the album version and goes off into something like melodic but different. Mm. And so yeah, you have the recognizable part in the beginning and then, but something melodic. I think now during the Unlimited Love tour, he, he tends to play a little bit too. How uh, do you say it nicely? Sometimes too fast, and he starts tapping in, in songs like Scar Tissue. And, oh, oh, yeah, Scar Tissue doesn't need tapping. No, I agree. I'm like, ah, oh, this is just doing tricks and stuff. I don't like that. But, but, that's, he, but that's, again, it's the John Fashante journey, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. he joins, <laughs> and he's, well, when he originally joined, he was a great guitarist. And you can see that. Do you see that video from a few months ago when he was in a previous band? And he was very hair yeah, metal, when he's <clears throat> tapping and all of that stuff. So that stuff's there in his DNA. That's true. That, yeah, definitely. And then, then he comes back, then he joins Chili's Does Mother's Milk, which is, we know it's a bit muscular in tone. It's a little, Michael Beinhorn has pushed him in places he might not want to go. The reaction is Blood Sugar, which is a lot of, well, you've got the Orchid Light solo, you've got backwards solos, some, some unusual stuff. Then he leaves in the rain. Yeah, oh, oh, brilliant. Love that one. Uh, then he leaves, of course. <laughs> and then when he comes back, he, he goes through that, the wilderness period. But when he comes back on Cali, he's not the guitarist that he was mm-hmm. there. So he starts progressing. He again. starts from scratch, almost. Yeah. The stuff that, like, my, like we talked about, could lie solo. My other favourite guitar work from John is the Scar Tissue solos mm. on, the, on the record. Absolutely beautiful, single, just melodic, single notes. Wonderful. Evolves into, um, by the way, 
And then <laughs> you're going on the full journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. going. Keep going. And then I'll say Michaelian becomes like a, a more of a rock god style guitarist. Then what happens? <laughs> he leaves. Yeah, he's gone again. But when he comes back, yeah. he's not. <laughs> fuck off. He's not quite. <laughs> he's not the guitarist he was, and you can see that in the early live performances. Yes. But now he's picking up. He's playing live constantly. Can you know it's like when you play regular? Well, you do. My journey with the guitarist. I don't play for ages, and I get a bit better. Then I stop playing. Yeah. But that, and that's what John's. Well, a bit like John. <laughs> But now he's getting into more of that Stadium Arcadian era of this particular journey <laughs> where he's, he's feeling more confident and able to do that. There's a time and a place for tapping, and it's certainly not scar tissue. <laughs> yes. that, that's where we were about five minutes ago yeah, that's, that's what we do on this podcast we, we take up I know. That, no, that, that was a wonderful wonderful recap for anyone who needed John's, it John's time <laughs> yeah. also did you know that he used to like he, his hero was L. Slovak before he joined the show he joined the show yeah. Yeah. and I, an interesting fact which you may not know about the Californication solo go on Oh, yes. Yes, he came to the show not knowing what he was He wasn't do, sure about he? it. He wasn't sure because, of course, he'd left and was a shadow of his former self. <laughs> yes. And then, as they went to record it, it came to him in a flash of inspiration. It did. And that's the first time anyone's ever said that. Yeah, yeah it's certainly on this podcast. <laughs> right, I can't remember what we're talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it, does it matter? Hard to tell. We were talking about the hot amp, which was great. Yeah, the hot amp. I mean, I didn't even know about it. You know, I'm I'm not a, a musician, no, uh, like you guys are. So to hear about the hot amp, to find out about the hot amp, has been wonderful for me. So thank you very much. Okay, we're going to go to the games shortly, but I ah. do want to ask uh, a quick question to Coon about that. If you have to ask track that you sent over, ah yes, and how you stripped out the guitar track so well, because. You hear a lot of stuff where they're saying isolated tracks, no guitar, or just guitar. And you can hear a load of background noise. Or you can hear the echoes of what existed there previously. But on yours, it sounded like a really clean... You know, the band was still there, but there wasn't much background stuff. And nobody else knows what we're talking about, because you've emailed me it separately. But you've talked to us about that, if you have to ask. How do you mean? <clears throat> How did I get the tracks? The the bass track and the, the drum track and the vocal track, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're just on YouTube. <laughs> oh, good answer. Bang! Bang! <laughs> <laughs>
I, I just ripped the, the drum tracks and the vocal tracks and the, and the bass tracks and the guitar tracks and I put them in Ableton and I sync them up and just make a new mix and then mute the guitar tracks and just play my own guitar tracks. For that, if you have to ask, mm. song I sent you, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, great. We enjoyed that in the garden. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like uh, use uh, some AI program to isolate tracks or something. No, no. I, think, I think that's what I've seen people do and you always get more background noise. Yeah, it's a kind of like this digital artifacts. Uh, I use uh, programs like that for all my videos. So if, if, if I'm recording a video, I, I have the drums, the original drums, the vocals and the click track in my, in my in-ears. I use yeah. in-ears and that's the, the way I, I do it. And then for my videos, I mute everything. But when I'm playing along... I can hear the actual tracks. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad you said that. That was one of the things I was going to ask. Well, if you have to ask. If, yeah. You never know. It's right, lucky exactly. he didn't ask, because Keen's told us. Had you asked, he, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> no, exactly. Thank God I didn't. Thank God I forgot. <laughs> All right, let's go to the dream, the, the set list, shall we? Yep. We, well, either me or you suggested that we do this. I can't remember how it happened. But we've got two set lists here. We've got your set lists, realistic set lists that they might play, and your dream set list. And mm -hmm. this is obviously in order of what you're hoping to have. Hang on, this can't stop not on your realistic set list. Right, so talk us through. Why are you opening with Around the World on the realistic set list? Because uh, I prefer Around the World over Can't Stop. Really? Yeah. But what, yeah. About the, what about the fact that it drops out a bit on the chorus? Whereas Can't Stop builds up to a better chorus. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I just like the... Oh, yeah. It's a great way and to start also, I think for, for me, Can't Stop is a bit too repetitive. The riff, it just goes on and on and on and on. And I like that riff. But it uh, yeah, could I'm, be a little bit less repetitive for me. I agree. I think Around the World is the second best opening track they've ever written so. what's, your, what's your first best opening well track? it happens to be on the dream set list so oh we'll okay, well, we'll get okay so what have you got next Sanko? next track yeah tip of my tongue oh yeah definitely take that I would definitely take that Sam I'd take it I mean, I ah, so be... you're less less keen on tip aren't you ah, I'm not less keen on it but if we're, being, if we're being realistic then yes of course but I, I like, the, I like the placement yeah oh yeah get it out of the way <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah get, let's get it done. And then we can move on to the next track, which is much better. Yeah, which is? <laughs> Charlie would be my uh, oh, now that's third a, choice. That's a superb song. Of course it is. I mean, this is, we're being realistic. So these are presumably songs they've played on this tour. Yeah, I, I chose every, every song I chose for this set list, they've actually played in the last year. Yeah. I would love to see Charlie live. Mm. Yes. I've one seen of my... them play Charlie last year. I've been to a Werchter festival and they played Charlie there. Which Charlie, was really Charlie's one great. of my favourite RHCP songs, I think. We didn't get Charlie, did we? No. And up next... If you have to ask. What a tune. What a tune. Yeah, always happy to see this. And that is one lower than the... The dream set list, which we'll get to. The next one's an absolute screamer. I'd love to. I'd love to see this live. What is it? She's only eighteen. 
I mean, we've actually, when you see these things, we've been, we've been ripped off. <laughs> we've never seen that, and we've never seen that. And well, we've never seen Charlie, we've never seen Tipper. But No, never Tipper was after. So yeah, OK, fair enough. But no, they could have played Charlie, he could have played it I've never class. seen She's Only 18. Oh, OK. So, OK, so we're being we realistic, we're not universe. being hyper-realistic. No, it's not stuff you've, you've actually seen. Of course. I've, 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 mentally, I veered off there. Yeah. OK, <laughs> so She's Only 18 is one of another great... Frusciante solo. Such just, a strong song. Wow, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Are you still around? Oh, Christ. Me? No, no sorry. The, um, it said we were going to leave the session. Can't afford to do that. We're back in. Right, so <laughs> next is Parallel Universe. And that is... Oh, I've uh, played that again, in the last year. I would give anything to see that live. <sighs> Me too. Yeah, so just go, go and watch it at Sloan, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah, Which, uh, the, the outro is great on Slain I wish they did that tried and tested triplets as we know them yep <laughs> next up is he which does uh, again it's Wawatastic and that's where you really that's get the all, feel you get the uh, feel the Frusciante's touch I think they played it early on the limited love tour there was this this uh, yeah we saw her yeah I think. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. But they they played it in this club. I think maybe the first show where they also played Not The One. Oh, yes. In, I uh, think they in, played Hey There yeah. on that show. Yeah. Everyone's favourite song, Not The One. Well, and by the way, that, 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 <laughs> that version of Not The One is actually quite good. <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, I think. I high, think high praise. High praise for Not The One there. But didn't we see Hey? I don't know. It's, uh, it's it's problem, the problem is... We can't I mean, I know I was at the venue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so next. Is a fake as fuck. That is a tune I would love to see live. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't mind them opening with that either. I think it's uh, a good I'd like An- Anthony to stand behind a, a bank of screens to yeah. open it. He stands and behind then run around, run around the other side. With his paper. Yeah. And it's a couple of people stood around. Did, with did you lights. see the paper? I never saw. Is there footage that he holds, or just, you're just thinking he, he's holding? Oh, no, it. no, he's, he's got the paper. He's re- I think yeah, he's, he's reading on that footage. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen that. Oh yeah, there's videos from like the really someone bad someone up seats. high. Yeah, okay. Well, the bad seats are so bad. The bad seats are behind the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a really bad seat. It's a bad seat, but you're maybe still they there. thought it'd be in the round and it would spin around. <laughs> But yeah, he's got his paper. <laughs> he reads out that, you know, that section. Delivers yeah. it well. Oh, and then, does, he, and then yeah, he bounds he does, on. He does great. Yeah. I don't think, surely those people, surely that's not people who've bought tickets to that gig. That, or was, no, it a cha- or was it a freebie? Because it was Radio ah, yeah. Heart FM or something. I don't know. They were there. We can only assume they've paid. Mm. Well, terrible seats. <laughs> terrible seats. They're behind the stage. Okay, and next up is... I think something of a classic. Yeah, Soul to Squeeze, which they play a lot on the tour recently. I think yeah. more than Under the Bridge, even. Mm. No? It, well, somebody, so. somebody will tell us. But they hardly ever play Under <laughs> the Bridge because it used to make John cry too much to play. I know, that's lovely, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. Sure but what would you it's... rather hear, Soul to Squeeze or Under the Bridge? Or I Could Lied, which is what normally replaces it. When it's on the set. Yeah, when I saw them the first time uh, last year, they played Could Have Light instead of uh, Under the Bridge. And I preferred 
to hear could have lied but only because i've heard under the bridge so many times yeah i think it's a great track but i just heard it yeah, i was <laughs> i was driving back in from southampton with the house ambassador today listen to blood sugar sex magic that, that's quite a cliche for chili's podcast but that is what happened that's exactly what you did yeah. and under the bridge came on and no matter how many times you hear it, it's still a genuinely brilliant oh, song. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But and also that's in a great reference. No doubt reference because uh, Gwen Stefani used to listen to them rehearsing in Flea's garage. That's exactly why I said Gwen Stefani from No Doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. But <laughs> there is, there is in the, this. Let's get back to the elephant in the room. Go on which is the fact that they don't play for very long and they do play a lot of the same songs all the time. Definitely, yeah. It's not, it's not good yeah. enough, is it? Ooh, oh. controversial. I, 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 I won't align myself. Yeah, I won't align myself with Sam. <laughs> well, come on. Stack, at Stack Townsend on Twitter, if you want to come at him. I'm a, a, a militant uh, you know, Chili's fan. <laughs> yeah. For me, I, I went to see them at a, a festival last year, where they play even shorter. On a festival, it's like one hour and 20 minutes, maybe. Some, something like that. Yeah. And they're playing the Californication. Mm. They're also playing the intro of Californication, which takes, takes up five like minutes. five minutes, yeah. which is like six old songs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I felt a bit like, oh, come on, guys, yeah. let's get going. Yeah. You're very yeah. much, very much on my page with this nonsense about playing long introductions and having jams. It's just play more songs. Yeah, well, all I play for longer. Agree. Yeah, yeah, like Guns N' Roses does. Uh, does uh, they, <laughs> yeah, like Guns N' Roses, they play three hours. Yeah, it was like amazing. It was and they just play. They're playing all the songs you want to hear, and they're noodling and playing guitar solos and cover songs, and and then it's okay. But I think if you're playing very short and then you're jamming a lot and playing some cover tunes, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want to hear the, the good stuff. Because what what we're talking yeah. about is we're 90 minutes, but 30 minutes of that, and I'm talking, and that's generous. 30 minutes of that is all of the songs that we don't we love, but we don't really want to hear. Mm-hmm. So then you're down to 60 minutes or less. Yeah, this I, is, I, this I, is I, a serious problem. I, I'm with you there because I don't necessarily <laughs> to want to hear Californication again or give it away again. I could completely live without her and give it away live again. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's great when you're there. Let, I'm not sure it is. I think when Give It Away comes <laughs> on, I know it's coming up. And, and I that's think, when you go to the loo. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I miss Snow, which was brilliant. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we do, by the way. Okay, so we've addressed Can we it. just confirm, all three of us do like the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Then? Oh, no, absolutely. And it's oh, only man. our passion for, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers which leads us to this state of yeah. discontent. Yeah. So, I uh, agree. after Soul to Squeeze, is that where we got to? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. We're going to Nobody Wait Like Me. See, to me, that's a little bit contentious, just because I don't like it very much. But oh, you don't like it? No, I like the song as per the record, but I don't like the it doesn't sound right when they play it live now because i don't think it's it's a different sound from john yeah it does not the metal 80s sound no exactly yeah. i still think it sounds great no. i think still yeah it sounds great to me i think chad is absolutely crushing it 
Mm. Now, I think he's he's playing it better than he did back in the day, actually. Yeah. I, I the, the the guitar tracks. Uh, I played along. I did nobody wait like me a few months ago, and I played along with the the live version they did. And I isolated the drum track, so I had the drums in my in ears, really loud. It was oh, get chills, man. It was so so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, Chad is has taken it to a new level. I think it, it, you know all the talk about John coming back and what he's doing, but Chad is is absolutely. He, I mean, I think John's return has empowered Chad more than anyone else. He's been incredible. Well, yeah, it's true. He's playing the drums better now than he's. I think he's he's ever played them. Have you watched that video where he's breaking down the songs on YouTube? Yeah, yes. the Drumio videos. Yeah, the Drumio yeah. videos. Yeah, oh, they're man. incredible. A lot of stuff about the fact he's playing like double tracking the drums. I didn't know that. The power of quality. Yeah, I know. That's why I said on uh, when we did our episode, I said it sounds like there's two hi hats in different ears. And, yeah, and he confirmed it. Are. Yeah. And same thing with the you're, you were talking about the uh, the, the ghost the oh, ghost, the ghost notes. notes. Yeah, JJ. Magic Johnson yeah, talking. But that's why. Yeah. Because it's another drum track. So after... So after... Oh, Nobody Weird Like Me. What's coming up next? It's a, is it a sponsorship? <laughs> it may be. It's what you're thinking. That's... T- that is for me, and it is for me, Sam. <laughs> yes, the best song on... Oh, that's difficult because you've got white braids on there. But Oh, come on. You're kidding me, aren't you? What she's thinking is mm-hmm. one of my favourite chili songs of the past two yeah. years. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what she's thinking no, is it's right yeah. up there. Yeah, it's, of course it's it is. It's, it's genuine quality. And then, of course, we get to the next song, another video wreck from Red Hot Chili Refs that you perform live with what they call Californicating? Californicated. Californicated. Yeah, it's a Dutch, yeah. Dutch, Dutch tribute band. And I went to see them, um, and when they yeah, saw me there, they knew, <laughs> knew me from the channel, and they were like, oh, come up here, you have to play along. Oh, that's so, amazing. So that was yeah. completely off the cuff. It wasn't planned. Yeah. Uh, that must great. have been amazing. Yeah, it was. It was nice. Yeah. But it was also a bit... I did the sound check with them, and we, tr- we played the half, half of the song, but the guitar player has a way different guitar than, than I have, and the... the yeah, just the, the the action was so different, so it was kind of strange to play. Difficult, yeah, I don't know. No, but I wasn't used to his guitar, so I was a bit nervous doing the song, but it it, it went fine. Same, as yeah, a, as great. a like, as a guitarist, I completely get that feeling about playing somebody else's guitar. You know how your guitars are set up. Yeah. So now you have put a contentious issue because John didn't know how to write the solo but you have put on so realistically you've gone for it the first set list I did the realistic set list I didn't put Californication on it I didn't put Give It Away on it because for me I don't want them oh, no. to play those songs no, on, so. the, on the realistic set list you've got Cali yeah I know but in the, the, my first draft <laughs> right, okay. Okay. And then I was like, ah, it should be realistic. They're going to play those songs. So I put them back in. 
So be- before I had Carry Me Home on there, oh. which, which I ditched to uh, put Californication well, in that again. case, we're, okay, we're, we're, no, we're taking a decision now. We're yeah. crossing off Californication. Yeah. We're putting on Carry yeah. Me Home. Yeah, and, and much, can we, much let's better. just get a little bit of appreciation for Carry Me Home. What a tune. What a track. Yeah. Are you going to do, do it on the channel? Yeah, sure. Don't know when, but I'm definitely going to do that one. Personal okay, request. Okay, well, yeah. This, no, this is, is this a podcast it. request? No, no, I would never do that. Well, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Carry me home, please. Yeah. And then a, a tune that both me and my brother love with all our hearts. It's my favourite ever. Yeah, Don't Forget Me. Yes. Yeah. What a track. It's awesome. This is never just... heard it live. Ah, I did. Did I hear it live? So you've been back to a lot of gigs. Yeah. yeah. And we've been to a few of these gigs ourselves, and again, it's But you don't fun. remember any of it. Well, we've definitely heard it live. Have yeah. we? Yes. Okay, fine. I remember Wembley really well with the House Ambassador. That was a lovely, that was a lovely gig, wasn't it? They definitely, we've definitely seen Don't Forget Me live at uh, Water Track. That was pre-Don't Forget Me. And then next up? Is Could Have Lied. Yeah. Of course. I think so. But not in the encore spot, or the, or the. No, because I had another yeah. soft song. I'll tell you what, you you are really pushing it with the one that you popped in there. <laughs> okay, what's after I could load? Uh, give it away. Uh, so uh, if you could replace "Give It Away" with another can, song, uh, what I would had be? before before that. I had to me and my friends on that spot, which I think I'd take actually. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure I would. I, I, I'm not. I don't want to give away love. I'd rather have a replacement. But me and my friends is not one I would. I would pay not for you. I think it's it's great. It's got such energy. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd take it. I d- you know the thing is, I just want to hear more older songs, mm, yeah. and that's one of the few they did. And because my rule was they, they must have played it like, uh, last year. Mm. That's why I chose that one but I prefer there are a lot of old songs that I prefer but yeah I'm just pushing for um, if I had to replace anything it would be Naked in the Rain just really hoping <laughs> well that can't be on this one no it's for the next one don't worry that's on this one and now we get the encore slots two Yay. songs as an encore and th- uh, mate if you saw this live where would you go well before we announce what it is can yeah. we just discuss how often they've played it? Because I know they've played it, but was it just once? Yeah, once. Just yeah. once, yeah. So it is official. It's allowed on the list. Oh, it's allowed on the mm-hmm. list. Yeah. Tell us what it it's is. My, it's my favourite song from Unlimited Love, and it's White Braids and Pillow Chair. Yeah, what a tune. What a tune. It's whether well, we got Tangled Tiger for your tiger costume. Of course. You look fantastic. And all, oh, what's it, what a combination, because the psycho is where I got my sexy nurse from. Sexy cop. Oh, yes. Sorry. Come on. My um, sexy nurse was for another podcast. The, yeah, nurse. Sure. <laughs> the sexy nursing the sexy podcast. Nurse, the sexy nurse podcast. <laughs> it's nursing. <laughs> He's gone. <Sorry. laughs> My sexy nurse podcast. Okay. But what, okay. Let's, what I'd like to say about White Braids is it's... Not only a great song, but a wonderful tale about love into old age. Oh, that's a nice touch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a hell of a song. Yeah. It so what, what do we think? Because we haven't done any episodes on these episodes. Sit, sit back down. <laughs> I've got to... Where are you going, man? 
What do we think about the ending of White Braids and Pillow Chair? Ah, yeah, now let's, because, hear, let's hear from Kuhn. Okay, yeah, let's hear from Kuhn. I know a lot of people really don't like it. I, I love the ending. Yeah. I think the, the chords are great. Maybe the rhythm, I'm not sure, but the, the guitar chords, the guitar part is great, I think. The boom, 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 boom drums, maybe not, not so much. I don't know. Mm. Well, I think there's a lot of there's there's cause for concern on a lot of songs in terms of they'll they, they change halfway through. They change halfway through, and it doesn't necessarily. Yeah. But I don't think this is one of them. I think it works nicely. Yeah, me too. I think it's a brilliant first two thirds. I mean, I I spoke to you. Don't like it when they do that, right? You're also not a fan of the transcending transition. Right? <sighs> Those two songs. Yeah, I like that. Mm. He's, the thing mm. is, he's a, he's a creature <laughs> of habit. So once he gets into a groove... Yeah. I will yeah, not no, have right. anything ever change. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's why he still loves extreme. <laughs> Fair enough. <Yeah. laughs> Mate, I still love extreme. I've released new music. Yeah, no, no, I'm just saying you're a creature of habit. That's yes, I am, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> right, and we're rounding off with a song they closed off in Reading the, uh, were you, uh, the night before. Yeah. We were at Reading, was that 1999? Yeah, good yeah. old 1999. I, I was with, our, well, my friend, Camilla, <laughs> Yeah, at, at this gig. Sure, was but brilliant. where was Coon? Let's find out where Coon was. Oh, it's not, I haven't written that down, it's on my phone. I know, I happen to know it's in here. No, you, no, it's not. It's not, it's not in here. Put my book Coon. back, Coon will tell us where he was. Yeah, where were you? I was at the uh, Puckle Pop Festival, just, I think, two days before the Reading gig. It was, yeah. Two days before. Uh, what, what a time. So it was, it was like. kind of the same set list, minus three songs. I just checked, and the Reading, song, uh, the Reading set list was, I think, three songs longer than what I saw. Uh, you're constantly getting shortchanged by these people. Mm, maybe. <laughs> they only played, I think, 15 songs. Oh, come on. But, but it kind of was my favorite Chili Peppers gig I ever saw, the 1991 the, the momentum was huge. Mm. And I think the same for you guys, you don't remember, but... <laughs> yeah, well, you can hopefully remind us. I think us. 1999, John was back, uh, Anticipation, yeah. it was such an amazing... Was that the red shirt? Was it red yeah. shirt era? I mean, there's... Hard that to was tell. Our first, it's on YouTube. <laughs> no, it's on YouTube. <laughs> red shorts? No, red shirt. The swan was red shorts, by yeah. the way, era. I think John had the red shirt on at some stages. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I can't, that. I mean, that's very specific. Hmm. But it was a great gig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we, were, and we were there. Okay, let's move on to dream set list. This is the yeah. big one, I think. Okay, the good stuff. Sorry, guys. Before we carry, go into this, I'm just going to have to go through the list. So we're going to go into the dream set list now. Kuhn, not songs they might play all of the time, or sometimes never. Or ever, yeah. Or ever. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to go and see the Red Hot Chili Peppers live, what would you like to hear? What would they open up with, for example? They would open up with The Power of Equality, oh, which is the perfect opener for me. So, yeah. question. Would they open up with a big opening jam, or would they just open up with Chad counting them in and playing uh, two drum kits at once with different hi-hats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. They just start with 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Boo doo doo and then we're off. Everyone is like, Oh that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That three that that three note step down, as Aiden highlighted on the last episode, is so chromatic. That's how it should happen. <laughs> so chromatic. <laughs> Aiden said it was, sorry. That's <laughs> You're being so chromatic. I don't know. <laughs> You're chromatic, lovely. Yeah. Why are you opening up with power of quality? I don't know. Maybe just because I like Blood Sugar so so much, and I think it's the such a great album opener. I think it's it would be the same life. It would be a great opener. I don't know. You're going on to song two. Well, not song two by Blair, but your song two. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Song two, I mean, it's a great song. It'd be that, a bit that weird. Would, that would be weird if the chair. <laughs> yeah. What, what's your song two? Uh, it's Funky Crime. That's an eclectic one. Yeah. Going back to the early days. Yeah, but I really like the, the old stuff. When I first listened to them, I, uh, I listened to a lot of bootlegs in the 90s, and they used to play, play Funky Crime quite a bit on the Blood Sugar tour. So... Yeah, for me it was a kind of a standard <laughs> from them. But yeah, I like it. I like the intro, the weird chords. Yeah, I mean, it's a great song. But and I like the chorus. The chorus is atonal. You know, this it's just it's not even in a key. It's it's, it's such a weird riff. Yeah, I like that stuff. We yeah. go from a funky crime, if you will. <laughs> To maybe the funkiest Chili's intro ever. What's that? What's your third song? If you have to ask. Oh, what yeah. a tune. It's, and I believe that's directly into Neve as recorded in, in yeah, the mansion. I, th- I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well, we're going to say definitely. Yeah, this is the kind of information that Kuhn has given us. I mean, what a tune. When they played it live earlier on... Well, where did they play it? That kind of first couple of gigs they played that we did a. Did we do, I think we did a commentary on it. John looked a bit unsure. Flea was doing the backing vocal. Yeah, that's so strange. I'd, I have no idea why. Maybe John's a bit unsure. I Hard mean, to know. John's, you know, John's got his foibles, his you know unusual characteristics. Well, I like you qualified the word foibles. Then. Well, just because, <laughs> Coon, do you know the word foibles? No, no, I don't. No, no, well, no, no I like the fact well, you did that. And the great thing is, I've just been in Germany with some friends of ours, and they are German, so I know that if I say the word foibles, <laughs> I have to say something else which is more understandable. To qualify it. Yeah. Did you say foibles a lot to your German friends? Well, uh, not necessarily, <laughs> but I said other words they might not understand. Oh, that's fair enough. So John has his foibles, or unusual characteristics, should we say. Yeah. And it seems that this is one of them, you know... This, he, he won't play under the bridge, even though it's on the set list. Mm. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Do your job. No, we love you, John. <laughs> anyway, I'm going off on, off on a, possibly a tangent, and that's a kind of sidetrack. I'm going to plug another uh, Red Hot Chili Riffs video, which is where you played the keyboard part, which uh, was you've such seen a that great one. video. Oh, nice. yeah, it's a great video. Um, is that the mini Moog? Uh, I played it on the grandmother, but on the record, I don't, I don't remember which it was. It's not the mini Moog; it's another one. 
it's a micro mooc i think it's a micro uh, micro mooc yeah is that smaller than the mini mooc probably yeah <laughs> And then you just got when it goes small, you have got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you got the microscopic <laughs> moog. <laughs> just like just, <laughs> just there go. Playing with the moog here, playing air and it's keys. just so small we can't hear, we can't see it. It's completely gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But great video that one. Thanks. <laughs> right, what's next? <laughs> The next track will be Behind the Sun, a song oh, I think they never track. played live. Mm. It was and a track, and as someone presumably who purchased what hits. Yeah, yeah. And I know it from, from what, it, what hits, and I've listened to it an awful lot. And they actually played a little snippet of it on the, uh, was it the Madison Square Garden gig? I don't know if you remember that one, but Dave Navarro? They have mm, this li- yeah. little um, give it is away. Is that with the checkerboard floor? Sorry? Is that the one with the checkerboard floor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black yeah. and white. Yeah, yeah. So they do the give it away thing, and they, the part where it gets more quiet, and then they, they start playing uh, the behind the sun riff, and it <laughs> was really exciting for me. Yeah, but, it's a great yeah. song, and it's also got a very tasteful video. So next up is the unplugged electric guitar microphone directly to strings. What is it? It's Funky Monks, yeah. June. Pepsi Center played live. <sighs> played it live the competition winners. Yeah. I have it as a as a B side from a single. And they yeah. I hoped when they played it live and they re- rehearsed it, I think, um, they would play it more often, but they didn't. It's crazy. Some of those songs off Blood Sugar that are so, so good that yeah. you're not getting. Naked in the Rain, the right song's very example. What's up after Funky Monks? Um, Black Eyed Blonde. Black Eyed, Black Eyed, Black Eyed Blonde. Yeah, that's a fast, beautiful song, but not, not on my... Top list of, of tunes. No, but, but I think you know if, if you're going to be delving deeper back into the back catalogue of songs that you'd like to hear, this is this is a, a good choice. So I'm with you on this. I really am. Whether it will ever happen, well, it won't. They played it a lot on the, the Californication tour, actually. Yeah. Do you think they'd go back to it? No, definitely not. Yeah. That's that's that's. I thought I thought that was interesting when they just started rehearsing they were playing all this old stuff you've probably heard about that that when john came back in 2000 when was it 20 um they started playing like blues covers and old chili pepper songs only from the first three albums i guess so when they started playing live i was like oh, they're definitely gonna play some of that stuff but they never do so yeah. i like the old stuff actually <laughs> but yeah so we've got a, well, a, a lot more songs, but here comes one. What's up next? Taste the Pain. Oh, tune. Mm. What a tune. Now you're talking my language. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now this is a great song. I agree. Yeah. And it's a single where it says unlimited funk and roll for your soul on the front of it. But the, my, you know, my own personal discovery of this came again from What Hits. 
you know, I, I was listening to uh, watching that video in the late nineties, yeah. having that kind of juxtaposition between blood sugar, sex, magic, one hot minute, and then going back to this late eighties stuff. But taste the pain sort of transcended those different eras and was still relevant and is still relevant today. It's just a a great song. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I think the the why it's so different is because it's it's recorded at di at a different time. They recorded it before the rest of, of mm. Modern Smoke, and I think the guitar track is actually one like one take straight through from beginning to end. Which is yeah for the rest of the album it's definitely not so that's why I think it's more in between like Mother's Milk and Blood Sugar, mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I it's wish not, they would it's play not it live. Chad either is it? No, it's the drummer from Fishbone. Because oh, Chad, Chad wanted to go wants to go home to go home for Christmas for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really didn't care. No, that's what John says in uh, like he couldn't believe that this guy's just joined yeah. the band and's fucked off for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're on to kind of mid set now. Yeah, what's gonna take us into that journey? Metal ship Slinky in B major. Oh, imagine, imagine if you had that. Oh man, that would be nice. Yeah. So, Incredibly did you nice. say the song just opened a bit? I but mean, again, this is a song from Funky Monks. You know, that... that oh, there, that slide. That film of John playing that solo. Is that on the, uh, yeah. the fretless strap? It's heavily strap. featured. Yeah. And is that the hot hand? Definitely. You can even see him switch it off at the end. He's playing the solo and then he switches the hot amp off. Really? Yeah. You would hear this noise in the room and then... He switches it off. And ah, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a Dynacom, uh, Dynacom compressor, and um, uh, this, the fretless Stratocaster. And it's actually two takes, so pan left right, and w one of them is in the, I think the fifth position. So it's the neck neck pickup, and it's clean, and the other track is the fourth position position. So between the neck and the middle pickup, and that's with the with the chorus on it. So one has chorus and the other doesn't. And if you pan it, I'll record it for you and send it oh. to you so you can hear it, okay, how cool. that, that sounds with the hot amp and the pedals. Are you going to strip all the frets off your strap? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. <laughs> okay, next up is... A subway to Venus. Good tune. Yeah. Good tune. I love yeah. this one on um, Psychedelic Sex Funk. And this is one I think they, they could actually do quite, you know... It, it, it to to bring this to the stage is something they could do. A great track, such energy from from the Swan as well. I think he's still got that capability, hasn't he? I don't know. You're Does not he? so sure. Yeah, no. but he could at least remember the words. Well, he'd know the words. But they're written down. Yeah, I think he's still got it. It's deep down okay, in there. Okay, okay, I, I believe in him too. Yeah, he okay. still got it. Should we yeah. sing it the way that you would sing it? Which is that? Well, Wayne's. Oh, yeah. Subway to Wayne's. Well, that's, you know, that's a... a that's a... Yes. Are you going to join me? Yes. Two, three, four, go. Subway to Wayne's. Uh, Wayne's, of course, was the, the lady behind that's you. That's a massive in-joke. Yeah. 
Yeah, I we went to the. It. it was. It's. Uh, we won't go into. We'll it. not it explain. Suffice to say, the next up is an absolute belter. Have you seen what it is? Hmm. Go on, go on. Show me your soul. That's a song I would love to hear them play live. Yeah, and I don't oh. understand why they never did. That's so strange for me. For the, the Chili Peppers, they write such such great stuff and then do nothing with it. <laughs> Mm. You've got a song like you, you're in a band. You wrote a song and recorded a song like "Show Me Your Soul" and then just do nothing with it. Why don't you play that song? It's such a great song, yeah. such a great sound on the record as well. Oh man, I love going that song. forever, going forever. And maybe well, maybe it's going forever. A, it's recorded. I know, but they, like live-wise, oh, yeah. going forever, yeah, you know. And it's maybe because, yeah, it's it's probably the What Hits video. It's on yeah. on that video, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I know those those songs so well and are so like ingrained in me because yeah, that's the period I I, I first time I, I heard all those songs and yeah listened to it so much. But yeah, me too. But you know, I think um, that the the reason that we love them is is yes because we were in our early years of fandom but also because they are great songs There's, yeah i agree and a lot of you can say that about a lot of the red hot chili peppers and a lot of the condemnation or criticism that they receive is unwarranted because their music speaks for itself mm-hmm. and a lot of the criticism comes from people who don't even listen to the music or don't have an understanding of how good they are so yeah, I think Show Me Your Soul is a great track and they should play it live. Yeah. Right, I'm going I'm to criticise and condemn the next choice. Oh, crap. <laughs> I knew that this was going to happen. <laughs> no, actually, there really is only one song I truly don't like on Blood Sugar Sex. No, it's not this. No, and, and this, this is actually a good song. <laughs> this is a fucking great yeah, track. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a super. You don't track. like the chorus of the song? No, no, I do like this song. It's 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 mm. It's fine i do not convinced no i think the reason i don't gravitate towards this song is because it's so different to the rest of the album it sounds more it sounds less natural to me than the rest of the album tell us a bit about the intro but don't spoil what you're going to say for the uh the notes you're going to send us about how this was recorded but this is on a Should I say which which song we're talking about? Oh, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is uh, "Righteous and the Wicked." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Do t- yeah. do say what we song know we're, what we're talking about. about. We just assume everyone else does. <laughs> the intro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a, a, a Gibson lap steel. Wow. So. That's basically it, with a lot of distortion. Yeah, but that, but that, what an eclectic choice to, 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 to it, what a funk album! You're getting a lap steel out and playing it with a load of distortion, like I said. But it's such a weird sound. I always assumed it was, so, well, something different from a Gibson lap steel, I guess. But <laughs> you don't like that? You don't like that? No, I don't like much of it, to be honest. Mm. No, no, it's okay. not for me. It's not for me. Great lyrics from the Swan, you know, meaningful lyrics as well, which is it's as much in the blood. It's it's like the Power of Quality era Swan, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And there's a you know, 
The righteous and the wicked out of war and peace. Go, go. The righteous and the wicked, war and peace. The killing fist of the human beast. P.O.P. Prodigies of peace. Hear me? What am I calling you? From my knees. Yes, I mean, it's, it's also bad songs. <laughs> See, I think we've sold it to you. Yeah. But John sounds absolutely brilliant and raw yeah. on that song in terms of his vocals. Yeah. The Swan's got meaning and depth yeah. to his delivery. Okay. Fine, I love it. I've good chosen my, I've been spun around. The rest of it's also brilliant. Just imagine if you put Naked in the Rain on. I might uh, start liking that. So, Righteous and the Wicked turns out to be great. What's up next? <laughs> next one is Stone Cold Bush. Mm. Oh, now that's uh, that's one that Aiden also loves. Stone well, Cold Bush is a, is a is a pretty good song. Well, it, it's not just a pretty good song; it's an absolute banger. Okay, so this one I'm going to dedicate to my brother. <laughs> that's me, who I do love, and it has the word love in the title. So what's the next tune? The next one is My Lovely Man. Yeah. Sam, can I just say this to you? You can, but as long as it's not going to be too mushy. No, it's not going to be too mushy. Mushy. Um, I'm now from... Anyway, what are you going to say? (laughs) Just in case you never knew. Oh, yes. I miss you, Slim, slash Sam. I love you too. (laughs) Is that because I went to Germany? Yes. Yeah. I'm back now, so you don't have to worry. Yeah, good. (laughs) But uh, uh, I gave away for a week, and he starts to, you know, uh, starts to get tearful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> true love, true love. Yeah, this this yeah. one, the, my favourite life performance of this is Red Square. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, that's well, one one of the few that I've seen. I've never <laughs> seen I've never seen that gig a lot because the audience is so loud. I've, yeah. I just can't handle that. And the police are <laughs> yeah, we so brutal. Mate, you wouldn't want to be a crowd member trying to get too exuberant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then a, a brutal battering. Tell us why you'd love to have my lovely man in there. Because it's such a great song. That's all it's you a, need to say. <laughs> no, it's it's a great like combination of the 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 rock stuff, like uh, the, mm. the, the the verse is so like rock driven, maybe. Yeah. And then yeah. they go to the stuff that they do best, like the funky chorus, and then a great guitar solo. Yeah, I've, never thought about, yeah. I've never thought about my lovely man like that, but it is. It's a great combination. It's a pure riff, a great riff, mm. where Flea and John are playing the same thing. And then they split, don't they? And, and yeah. John's playing funk guitar and Flea's off on mm. his own little job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. What's up next? Nobody weird like me. Now. Yeah. No, 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 please carry Talk on. Talk to I me. Sat, no, no, I just... <sighs> Is it because of I, the combination? Like the there's a fast song and there's this. No, no, no. I, I, I just don't think it's my favorite chili song, so I wouldn't pull it in. But I, I will not take away from your choices. So tell us why you love it. For me, when I first heard it, I knew what slap bass was at that at that time, and it sounded so fast and undoable, unplayable. That lick, that was like, oh my, how does a human play like this? It had such an impact on me. And, and when, I could, when I learned that song and learned that riff, I was, it was like, oh, I'm doing this. It's such a great feeling. 
I don't know. And mm. I, I never heard a sound like that before. So when I first heard that, I was like, how is this possible? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's that flea era where how would you, literally, how would you make this noise? Yeah, yeah. I don't think there was anyone else like it at the time. But also, I think, importantly, the, the relationship between Flea and the Swan is clear here as well. He loves this song. He loves performing this song. He feels mm. it every single time. And that goes back to those first, you know, those early years. And he's, he's still feeling it and he's still delivering it with that passion and nailing it every single time. Yeah. I'd love to get on stage and, and perform that. that would, and sing that. That would just be an incredible feeling well, it's, it's a song full of energy and drive i i think that and it, combining that with the swan's energy and this the special thing that the swan brings to the band is what made them so special it, it was flea of course and it was everything about the musicianship but the swan's presence is incredible. question there you're saying you're going to jump up and do that i will if you and, and this goes out to you as well, Coon. If you're going to get invited up, they said, hey, we've, heard, uh, yeah. we've seen well, your channel. Know, we've course. seen your channel. We've heard your podcast. You can play a tune on stage with us. What are you going to play, Sam, first to you? Well, so you're going to sing the song with the swan, I guess. Oh, together, right? I'm taking his no, place? No, sw- actually, the swan's gone. He, uh, I'm, oh. I mean, I'd love to hold his hand. Well, he will hold your hand while he's singing. <laughs> okay, so he's holding my hand, but yeah. I'm, I've got the mic. But yeah, you're oh, on that's just the You've got the auto cue, thank God. <sighs> oh, oh, you could take Big Red Book. I could take Big Red Book. But what song are you singing? And you've got anything, this is Dream Set List. Dream Set List? Dream no, set I list. think I'm, I'm going back to I Could Have Lied. That's, that's it. Are you? Yeah. Just to hear John play that single note. Yeah, and no, I would speak to him first and say, John, <laughs> listen, listen to me, man. You've got to play the album version of the solo. Yeah, that's that's. Otherwise, oh, no, you should you should team up with uh, Keen. Well, of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> we'll play the solo. Yeah, we can play the solo. But that, that's my, my cut that hot. My cut that hot amp. Yeah. But it, okay, so if John's playing the, the solo, the proper uh, solo. Yeah. yeah. So we're dealing. We're, we're assuming that are we album version? We're not assuming it. It's in concrete. Okay. Oh, con- oh that's fine. But that is. Yeah, I'm going. I could have lied. Okay. Definitely, and I—I I mean, yeah. Wow. Um, Coon, you're playing guitar. John's off stage. Or do you want to do a like that tour where Josh was? You got. You, you can do what you want. Remember when John was playing lead and Josh was doing um, backup instruments? It's your choice. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. If, if I can play one one song, I would do. Probably a sort of psychosexy, I think. Really? Ah. Yeah. All the way through. Is that because it's really long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go for value. Oh, shit, that's what I should have gone for. <laughs> Fine. I've gone go. for like three minutes. <laughs> what was I thinking? Kids go for I'm off. Meanwhile, Kim's there, smiling away, still playing for another eight minutes. He's got the, the SEO is going yeah. wild because yeah. it's, it's that far. Oh, okay, fine. So the, basically the correct answer is uh, Psycho. Yes. Well, no, I'm, I've got to think what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah, well, if I were you, I'd go for Sir Psycho. Maybe I will, but I think I'll probably go for... I can't believe it. I've badly shortchanged myself. I'm playing guitar. I'm playing a Parker Fly. 
of all things. Oh, yeah, I my think. F- yeah, I go for my friends. Are you going for my friends? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't really punish a swan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna. So you're. Yeah, you're gonna play a song that he I'll basically will never sing. never be able to sing. No, yeah. okay. no, I won't. I won't go for that in that case. Wait, that's no, that's fair. it. It's that's done. It's done. It's done. It's it's done. We've got to move on. Right. Okay. Next is uh, what a tune. What a tune. Shout out to the uh, <clears throat> band based in the Netherlands, yeah. Californicated. Yes, you're correct. Blood Sugar Sex Magic will be the next one on my yes. dream set list. Yeah. Great song. Great song. Just a great. And he should song. sing it like the album version. Like, Blood Sugar Sugar Version, my dish. I want to hear yeah. it low. It's like you have to ask. He should yeah. keep it. I want to be a gangster nice. thinking he's a wise guy. That's what I want yeah. to hear. That's right. Exactly. Isn't it? That's right. No, suck him in the Well, <laughs> but next, next, what's up? And it's a hell of a tune. The next one, <clears throat> the next one will be Sir Psycho Sexy. Oh, tune edge. Value for money. You want yeah. guitar, obviously. Yeah, I'll take the vocal. Yeah, and okay. I'll, um, I'll play. What's my song choice? Well, you're going to be playing my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be five years down the line. I'm a park of fly. <laughs> yeah. Wishing, wishing that you'd made the, uh, the, the correct choice. decision. Feeling like a loser while you guys play. Well, I like can't it. believe it because I didn't choose Sir Psycho, but I've been able to get in on it. So yeah. that's great news. Okay, so the crowd's gone wild. We've hit the deadline. They're saying you can't play anymore. But they're still cheering. What, Goon, what are you going to really get them going with? What are you going to come back with? This is, uh, what are you, you going to really get them screaming for? <laughs> this 2023 festival crowd. You know how to work them. Yeah, <laughs> this one's going to slay them. Yeah, so everybody's there. Everyone is cheering. Boom! Everyone is like, "Why didn't play anything from like every album after Blood Sugar?" And then Chet Smith comes on and he's like, "Are you ready?" And he starts playing "Mummy, Where's Daddy?" Yeah, big (laughs) beat. I mean, fair play. Why do you love that song? Because you must love it if it's your first um, encore song. Yeah. I just, I really like the bass line. It's yeah. everything that Flea does is kind of, it's in this bass line, all the improvisations, all the, you can hear the, if you have to ask, style, bass playing in that line as well. So I like that. And I just like the, the stupid, funny stuff they do. I know a lot of newer fans don't like that, but I like stuff like Mommy Was Daddy, stuff like Skinny Sweaty Man, the stupid stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Skinny Sweaty Man is... Is a great, it's a great joke. You should have planned. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still here. I'm just coming so back. I just had to go and get a, just a fresh to grab this box box. Of Okay, just, so... I, I want to hear Flea singing... The mommy is mm. Well, they played that like at the um, conservatory, didn't they? The Silver Lake, yeah, yeah. Exactly, and they still yeah. do it well. 
they yeah. played it quite a few times with with Josh actually. I think they played it a lot. Yeah. yeah. If I turn up to a Chili's gig and they stop, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't get any. Won't get if they play that over. There's, right. There's a great, of great. There's a great. There's a lot of great musicianship within that track. So, uh, you know, it, I'd, I'd love to see it. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. I would. I just said I would. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, but we are coming in to um, a couple of absolute bangers, and by a couple of absolute bangers, <laughs> I mean one banger. One, <laughs> one banger. <laughs> so what's the second no, encore track? Yeah, the next I mean, one, they've, they've only played once, uh, jo- because Josh Klinghoffer yeah. was able to, to... I think it was for his birthday, no? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, he could ask for one song, and it was Sikimikniko. What a tune. Yeah, what a great song. And again, you see it. Oh, one of our favourite bits on um, Funky Monks is where, where Flea says, what do you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, here he goes, yeah, the first one. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah. I mean, Rick Rubin's onto an absolute winner. Is that all he's got to do? Is just yeah. say, yeah, the first one. <laughs> That's a great bit, but what what a tune! Genuinely, what a tune that is! Yeah, should and have a been, great live should have been on the record, no? Well, yeah, they should have had that and um, sold squeeze and taken off twice in the wicket. And taken <laughs> the wicket. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. I actually agree ah. with that. Yeah. And finally, we're going to go out with the finally bang. vindicated. Yeah, after all these years. <laughs> after all these years of struggle. What are you closing the gig with? Just to get, just again, just to get them going. You've worked them up with Sick and Mechanico. Yeah, and then we close up with a Yodel the Turtle. But the the big medley thing, like the 15 minutes, freaky styly, all the covers. um, Dan Bogosian's big fan this. Is this just for the length? (laughs) Uh, Maybe. No, I, I actually like, I like stupid songs like that. Yeah. Well, I think that feeds into what we said about the fun of the channel as well. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I like stupid stuff. But what a, <laughs> what a set list. Yeah, I it's think. strange. No, I made this. It's also, a, 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 uh, is it spur of the moment? Is that what you said? Yeah, you spur of the moment, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's, if you asked me this like two weeks ago, it would be completely different and because i know there's nothing from after 1991 i guess on this one on the set list it's very heavy on blood sugar and and mother's milk actually yeah yeah and before yeah but yeah that's because that's when i first became a fan of the band and that's like the golden era for me kind of well you've got to stick with what you love haven't you yes you have and Golden eras. I mean, if you expand the golden era, then we're still in it. Which is, we're lucky, aren't we? We're lucky. That's true. Are we still in the golden era? Well, based on the fact that they're still going, yes. I'll tell you what I love about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm sorry if I've gone away from the mic and everything. They're still going, and the swan is still cut. And well, and they've still got a, they've still got that core belief, and hmm. 
it doesn't matter whether the songs are at or are conceived to be as good as these tracks or the, the songs that we grew up loving. There is that core belief in, in what they do. They are true musicians. Well, you'll never see anyone live believe in more in what he's doing than Flea. No, you won't. No. Or, well, or any of them. And Chad. And the Swan and John. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. Yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we are going to, we did have a round where we were going to do a, a song shootout, but we're going to save that for next time, I think. Okay. Because I don't want to edit a podcast that is three hours long. <laughs> He's a lazy man. I'm, well, I am a lazy man. Well, let's get into the socials then. I am bentownsendmusic.net on the website. <laughs> If you'd like to join me there. I also have cartoons on the website. Yes. And other things. <laughs> Bentanzanmusicalhotmail.com. Yeah. What's that? That's the email address. So email in to join us. We are having a meet-up in London. We on are. The day that the Chilies are playing in London at the Spurs Stadium, which is, what, 21st of... July. He's oh, got a straight in. Of course, I have no idea when it is. <laughs> but we yeah. will be there. So join us. We're going to be within a 20-minute walk of the stadium. Yeah. Come and have fun. We had a great time in London last time, didn't we? It was tremendous. Met some wonderful people. Oh, hopefully they'll come again. At University RHCP on Twitter. Insta is University Speaking RHCP underscore pod. Sam. Would you like to speak about your social? I would. I am at Stack Townsend on Twitter. Okay. And Coon, just ram this one home by telling us where you are at on anything. Yeah, you can find my videos on YouTube, uh, at Rattle Chili Riffs. So youtube.com slash Rattle Chili Riffs. And on Instagram, at Rattle Chili Riffs. That's if you want to ask questions or like like to take a look at the pictures from the pedals I used for my video. That's all on Instagram. So, Well, we suggest you get straight on to this YouTube channel. Mm. It's, as we said before, the greatest Red Hot Chili Peppers YouTube channel in the world. <laughs> You've said it. Yeah. And by the world, we probably mean the universe, don't we? Well, based on what we know, we have to assume that, yes, it is the mm. universe. Because we've never met any aliens. So, have you seen sta the, the Stadium Ar Arcadium cover? Yes. Yeah, on all those planets, there's not a better channel than this channel on any I mean, of those planets. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I don't suggest people use the cover for Stadium Arcadium. To try to find to, this to particular universe. YouTube channel. Yeah, there are better and more accurate... <laughs> well, I will say this. If Baron von Munchausen was to ejaculate... <laughs> a, a guitar-playing guitar <laughs> bass player... <laughs> Onto a chessboard, yeah. then we would be the best uh, person to manipulate a particular chessboard. What about Coon? What about Coon? Coon's the person who's been ejaculated by. <laughs> oh, I see. By, oh, by oh he was ejaculated, and we are manipulating him. <laughs> oh, Christ. Well, yeah. I'm not sure about that, but I'm sure it's true. <laughs> okay. But yeah. we will say thank you for listening <laughs> to. University speaking, the red, hot, hot chili, chili, peppers, peppers pod. pod.